And we're now rolling, so that's good. Good to go. Um, before we start here, before uh, for the guys who are watching on YouTube, you already see who's here. You probably don't know him, but you know, you see I have a guest, obviously. I always do. Um, first, though, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Roll Soap. Uh, it's my the official sponsor of this podcast. Uh, you can find them on Etsy, www.etsy.com slash shop slash Roll Soap. Uh, I've said it a hundred times before. It's probably the best soap I've ever used personally. Uh, I still use it. I recommend it for everybody. I've recommended it mud runs. Um, anyone who does jujitsu. Uh, and for if you, if you go to the Etsy store and use the coupon code T Curry, you get ten percent off your uh, soap purchases. And they also have shirts now. So yeah, go check it out. Um, but to the guest I got here, it's one of my good friends. Uh, we go watch fights all the time. So we, we've already had an episode with uh, Quasi and Usher, so it's only fair that I get him his video time now. Uh, it's Brandon Amawale. What's up? Hey, man, I'm kind of still kind of disappointed y'all didn't tell me because you told me, and I was like, yo, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I, we've, I felt really bad, but I was like, man, this is going to be tough because like, at the time I didn't really have, like, we weren't in here. Like, we were actually in the gym over there. And then on top of that, we only had, like, we were splitting – two mics like they had to talk into one and then i was sitting here talking to one i was like shit so next time we do it i was thinking about i think we're doing it on saturday actually uh me and Chaquan. i'll see if usher's down we can just get it all done man, uh, you know, yeah i mean you know that man got kids that man's got kids now <laughs> you know oh, that God, man got yeah. a family man it's father's day i forgot he's got to take him out to father's day lunch and all that oh father's day this weekend isn't it i'm i'm horrible with holidays like, i, I am too i, I can't tell you anyone i can't tell you shit about holidays like i can tell you about like christmas thanksgiving Halloween, New Year's, and that's it. Yeah, I'm bad with dates in general. Like, I don't even know my own mom's birthday. Like, the only birthday I know is mine. Yeah. They seem selfish. It's just dates. Well, there's so many dates to remember. So, you want to know how I know? I remember my parents' birthday only simply because um, they told me this story about how I ruined the pattern of birthdays in my family. So, my mom is born in February, and it's February 16th. I remember because it's two days after, uh, two days after Valentine's Day. Then my dad is May 17th. Yeah, he's May 17th. So it goes 16, 17. My brother was born October 18th. And I was actually supposed to be born on August 19th. So it, should, it was going to be 16, 17, 18, 19. And then I decided to pop out on the 11th. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, f- fuck y'all's traditions. I thought she was about to say you came like a day late on the 20th yeah, or something. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a 20th baby. Just, I just wanted to ruin it. No, I was like, man, I'm coming a whole week early. Like, you, you're not, you're not, I'm not, con- I'm not conforming to your, your traditions. So this is actually an episode I was kind of, I'm hoping it's, I'm hoping it's half as good as our car ride conversation down to that jiu-jitsu tournament in, in Georgia. Because, like, we had a three-hour ride, me, you, and Joel, me and you basically Joel passed out like halfway through and uh like we talked about some really like a1 shit yeah talked about shrooms yeah talked about you know i think you touched on like religion and like you know like the different interpretations you want to look at it from not like a not i'm saying like a straight you know traditional religious sense you want to like look at it from a different historical perspective and like trying to see how the evidence stacks up like how could you know People take this historical event and make it into a myth. Yes. And that's actually, so that was one thing, you know, even me and Joel talked about it on the way back. Like when I was dropping him off his house that night, I was like, man, like 
I, I was asking him, I was like, how do you like just like the stuff you read now? I was like, how can you believe it? And then it wasn't until like earlier this year I had a weird experience, and um, it made me. Uh, I'm not gonna say like uber religious where I'm like, oh, this is verbatim, but no. And I started reading stuff more, and um, it's I would I guess I would say it's the underlining meaning of the stories is what I started looking into. Like so, for instance, the Genesis story. Whether it's, you know, people want to believe it's fact or fiction, that's up to them. But, like, the underlying meanings behind it, as far as, like, ordering chaos goes, um, talking about how, you know, God cannot be, even God cannot create perfect order in the world. Because even in the Garden of Eden, something he created, supposedly, something he created, and he created man and all this, they were still able for Satan to get in there. And that's what it talks about. It's just saying that how... Not everything can be in perfect order. That's like the whole yin and yang symbol. Yeah. You have like order chaos, and then you have that little bit of, you know, you have the little bit of black and the white, and a little bit of white and the black. There's always going to be the two mingle. They have to. And um, I started looking at it from aspects of like looking deep into the story and the meanings of the story. And like, for instance, uh, like Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson wrote a book and. He breaks down that whole like Genesis thing. It's called the Twelve Rules of Life, and um, there's a portion in it where he talks about it's like a section of a chapter called the Naked Ape, and he, yeah, it sounds it sounds weird. And it, like he breaks it down. It's like, well, why is why do we why don't we take care of ourselves like we would a loved one or a uh, pet or something like that? Yeah. And then he it, he breaks it down because it's basically he's saying it's we don't view ourselves as worthy. And then in the Genesis story, that's pretty much what takes place is Adam doesn't see himself worthy to be in the presence of God because he's naked. And he's like, well, how do you know you're naked? And it's from our mistakes, basically saying that we're, we are eternally flawed as far as, cause we have consciousness basically where animals don't have the, I guess the, so for instance, if I kill somebody, everyone's going to say that's wrong. Yeah. But if you watch a dog, like, out in the wild kill something, you're like, oh, it's just, it's survival. And that's basically what he's breaking it down to. It's just a matter of, like, consciousness and, you know, we have val- not we have values, but, like, the values we place on things from our own brain. And I started looking at it like that, and I was like, oh, that shit's crazy. Yeah, well, I, well, I think about it, I'm sort of, like, a dick, and it's not, yeah. you know, it's like, the B one, it's like, if I'm talking to a religious person... Like, I'm looking at it because, like, I used to be, like, super religious. Like, my mom is, like, a, it's, like, like, a lot of black ladies in the South. Yeah. She was raised on the Bible. You know what I'm saying? My dad was a preacher. I remember going to, um, visit my dad over the summers and holidays, and he would literally, randomly, sit me down and read the Bible to me and preach to me for, like, an hour or two. And I'd be thinking, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I I just want to watch cartoons. Cause like, cause like he, he wouldn't read like one passage. He read like six chapters. Yeah. And then like six chapters are like the most, like the more obscure stories. Not like, you know, like Joseph, like he reads something about Heba Dickonias or whatever. And, and I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like, I've always been looking at religion. Like my point is like, and it's funny. Cause like a lot of non-religious people is like, the reason I'm not religious is because I was trying to prove it true, right? Because you got to study, like, yes. Yeah. I, I I kept studying, like, I I was a Christian and I, I was looking at it. It's like I I kind of it's like okay, well, which well you know from the mindset of being like 
a Christian, you think, okay, everything else is kind of fake. But you look like, okay, I find out, you probably kind of know Judaism is ties to Christianity. Like Islam, they believe in the same God too. You know, it's just called, it's just spoken in Arabic. But so you, you saw, I was like, okay, which one is the right religion out of those three? And then I, you know, there's a lot of, it's like Islam, like they'll, like you, you guys, you talk like a Muslim, like knows about Islam. Like they can tell you about like the uh, scientific, um, aspects of like the passages in the Quran where it's like it's one thing it's like oh what is it it's something about how like the way a star looks yeah like, it looks like a rose or something like when it like it's like when it's first formed or like after it forms like it's got a pass like that in the Quran so you may think oh that's got to be proof of a guy you know what I'm saying but if you want to look more historically it's like there was just sort of common knowledge in the in the world of academia at that point of time but um, so I was looking at that and I said, like, okay, well, I converted to Islam. And then, you know, like my mind kept wondering, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, like, I, I, I just couldn't stop. And I was like, okay, well, I historically have looked at this and seen like the historical arguments against like all Abrahamic religions wrong. So what do I look at now? And for a point, I was like looking back, okay, let me look at, you know, this is my heritage. Let me look at this, you know, uh, African spirituality. I was just like, and then that's when I stumbled like, my how I view the world now, everything is like connected. Like if you take away the mythology of all these religions, like they have the same basic rules, like the same basic moral code, and then like the idea of like this like no matter like Hinduism, they have like it's like five hundred something gods, but like if it all goes back to what is it's called like Brahmahama. It's not like Brahma, it's like uh, and like, there's one guy called Brahma, and it's like this, like the actual like main, it's something like that. I can't think, I can't think of like how to pronounce it right now, but like, it all goes back to one, one th- superior th- yeah. god, I guess. I'll and look then up the name I, I, I was looking at this article one time. It's like I can't, gosh, I, I really need to start remembering stuff more. It's this um, scientist, this team of scientists out in California, at one of the universities out there. Like they're exploring the idea of like Brahma B B R A H M A, yeah yeah because you you got Brahma. Brahma and you got like that like yeah yeah sorry I've been looking it up on my phone yeah. guys we're using a cheat sheet here and so. then like um there's like this um I use this article about these um scientists in California talking about the universe may have a consciousness it's like actually it's not in the consciousness since you think that we have consciousness but like Certain like like certain you know, like kind of like a machine or like the universe if you universe is a machine like you know a car won't start just out of thin air like you have to turn the key and like basically like these processes are like may lead to like there's something controlling this like yeah and then there's this other article about you know consciousness may leave like the brain it may be like quantum information in the microtubules of our brain and. I just put it together, like, think, thinking, like, so, like, th- this may not be scientifically true. This may just me just be stringing stuff together out of nowhere. But if, because, like, in the articles, it, it can just go out to somewhere in a different part of space, or it could kind of be recycled on Earth. Let's say, like, certain quantum information recycled on Earth, like, because, like, this is, like, they were saying, like, you know, energy can't be destroyed, be created or destroyed, so if this quantum information is pure energy and it's, it's like if when we die why would 
their energy ceased to be. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Oh, because that maybe was lead to door reincarnation, heaven, all that stuff. I was thinking like, okay, so if all religions basically say like almost the same thing, going back to like, I was, I was just, oh, I forgot, damn it, I can't remember anything. Because <laughs> it, it, it's name of this other book. Okay, y'all got to believe me this stuff is true. Okay, just like take like like take like the key words and key things I'm saying and, and, and go Google it because it's I, the that, camera man. Once it, the cameras and mics hit you, man, you you go, you go brain dead the first couple times. That's that's the thing with me. Like I, I I'm a big picture guy. Like I don't remember details. Like yeah. I like I remember like the what I'm supposed to take from it. But you have to for details. Probably can give you that much. But like um, I think it was like the oldest like spiritual uh practices goes like the um. The uh, pygmy ethnicities in Africa, and it's like, uh, it's like all the way back to a hundred thousand years ago. Um, they had this idea called the Great Spirit, right? And if you, you, um, they have the symbol for it. It's a line like this, and like basically like an X over it. So like, even all the way back then, it was like this idea, you know, of this one Great Spirit. So like, that was some, that's basically what I was taking from those articles, like maybe. All the religion is is like that same quantum information yeah. in our brain, and like it's inherently like as humans, as we all you know our intelligence evolved, we just all you know, no matter how far away you traveled in the world, as through like I'm um, saying all the migrations that happen, the same basic morals happen, and like that sense of like that you know that consciousness of the universe it's like yeah universal consciousness almost like everything like there is a understood moral and ethical rule set that everyone just has like we we just know from the time we're born honestly um you know one thing that's i started that got me it's i've always been like really skeptical i don't like believing things because i'm told to believe them like when i was younger and i'd that's when I actually did go to church. I would always like sit in the very back, like very back up to the top and all that. And I would read like through it, just like random things. And, um, I think it was like one of the times that I really started to question stuff, um, was when I was reading two different chapters and one of them said something about, um, something about he saw the four corners of the earth. He was talking about someone, you know, someone was able to see the four corners of the earth. And then I was like, okay, you know, I didn't think anything of it. Then I read this other chapter and it said that, and it was, um, one where someone was pulled up and he, you know, was with an angel and all that. And it, he, it clearly said he saw the curvature of the earth. And I'm like, well, I mean, you can't have curvature if you have corners because the corners mean, you know, simple or would imply flat. The is flat. Yeah. It <laughs> implied the earth is flat. And I'm like, but this one's saying curvature, what's going on here? And then ever, I just kind of had a skeptical mind about that. Then, you know, like extraterrestrial beings and stuff like that, I started thinking about. And eventually I started looking at things from a standpoint of like scientific, like scientific break, breakdown of stuff. And I'm like, this doesn't really make sense to me. Like this, it's not like things that happen, you brush off as miracles or things you can't explain, you brush off as, uh, like, you brush her off as an act of God, like, stuff like that. And I was like, this is just, like, well, why don't you look into it more? Why is that happening? Why are you just saying, oh, I can't explain it. That's what it was. And it was a very closed-minded view for me. And, you know, and then it led me all the way into, like, what you said. It's just, I started looking at different religions, and they all were saying practically the same thing. 
same thing with a different like a different different wording different people um and then i started looking into i, I started reading the ancient sumerian religion which for those of y'all don't know it's like the whole ancient alien theory that people believe i was like well and it's and even that said the same thing yeah that, that, i don't mean to cut you off but like now you're good like for like all my abrahamic people out there if you're watching this you're a christian jew muslim like all like like before abraham like that's like the start of your religion like before you know like that historic person whether he's existing or not like you can go back and look at the um religions in the middle east and like the same like the same like like the same stories are being told but in like a completely different way because like one like one thing is like there's like this deity um that means like from the rib and it's a female deity or something like that and then you can really say how that relates to eve because yeah eve was created from adam's rib and like in in and like the this isn't technically the Middle East, they consider it today, but like Egypt, you know, like they had this thing where um, like this um, Pharaoh had to get knowledge of the tree from like a certain tree and it was a woman giving it, it was like a woman deity giving it to him. So you can see how like all of these things just spun into like, okay, now we control the narrative. And you know, history, you know, uh, history is written by the winners. Yeah. Or you can go back and rewrite it, but still. Yeah, and I mean, that the more I started looking into that, and you're talking about history being written by like the winners and all that, I started, you know, when you look back at like when you start truly looking into how the Bible was created, and it wasn't, it was created by stories from a Roman Empire of, um, who was it? Was it Const- Emperor Constantine, who was not religious at all until his deathbed, and then he somehow found religion, which, you know, people can look at as a good or bad thing, but it's. But he had his men, his men pretty much write the Bible and have these different stories. And it's like, how can you truly believe something that was written so many years after, you know, that happened? Like, how, how much believable it, it is? But it also led me into the journey of, which this is how we got into it. Um, we started talking a lot of interesting stuff was how all these religions, they take place with these spiritual visions a lot of them, like even in the Bible, you have the burning bush. You have um, these transcending religious experiences that, and honestly, in my opinion, I think are based solely on psychedelic experiences from like whether it be DMT, ayahuasca, um, mushrooms, or any just other chemicals. Because, you know, you look at the story, you look at the stories people have on these on these drugs and you compare them to what you read in these religious experiences and they're very similar yeah because i um i remember i was trying to this is my freshman year in college back when i was in school don't drop out unless you have a plan i have a rocky plan but anyway rocky plan um i had uh my uh for like my second semester english teacher he was uh letting us write an essay about I'm a, I don't know the god I, I forget what the guidelines were but I was choosing oh we, we could choose our own topic that's what it was okay and I chose to do uh at first I was gonna do the legal legalization of cannabis but he's like okay that may take too long because you only got five pages like that was yeah. just take 
So they, uh, you uh, narrow it down if you, or change your subject. I said, okay, I'll do uh, medicinal marijuana. And uh, one of the things I found was um, the ancient uh, Hebrew, no, you know, if you look at it like, not like an edited version of how they, because how they do it now, you go back to oldest text, like there's uh, the word, the Hebrew word for cannabis is in there. And like, I forgot the amount it was, but like, it was so strong that like, you, you was going to catch a contact high. And what they do <laughs> is they went just like how Notre Dame has in church, you know, you take that and they do the little thing like that. No, they dumped it on you. So if you're being drenched in oil, then you got it smells like, and then, ah, oh, this is another thing somewhere in the Middle East about like this drink of the gods. And it's like cannabis, I think like maybe a mushroom and then like something else. But it's like these three drugs is mixed together. Like they found this site and it's like the drink of the gods. And it goes back to, you know what you were saying? And then you look at Native American culture, all, like, like not all, but a lot of Native American tribes, they value, you know, mushrooms and, like, psychedelic plants. The shamans, they did this. And this wasn't a bad thing until Christians came over. And Christians being very conservative, you know, it's like, you can't be doing that. Yeah, I know. And that's, like, and, and it, that's kind of what's amazing to me. It's, they don't, like with a lot of Christians being, like, super conservative with everything, um, it's kind of contradictory of what they're taught, but we're not going to get into that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you look at it, you just look at some of the stories. For instance, like I mentioned earlier, the burning bush story, um, a lot of mainstream science now believes that, because looking at where some of these stories uh, would have taken place and around the same time... Um, they believe that the bush would have been the acacia tree or the acacia plant or something like, you know, anyway, it's the acacia tree. And when the acacia tree, for those of y'all don't know, have a high, it's probably the highest natural, um, plant with the highest, it's, it's the plant with the highest, um, highest DMT content in it. Uh, because DMT is everywhere, but this acacia tree, anyway, they believe that the smoking, you know, the burning bush, it's smoking and all that. It's almost either one, a direct correlation of Moses, uh, smoking the plant, like, you know, smoking it and kind of naturally having a trip or him just being around it when it was on fire and him kind of enveloping the fumes. And that's why, you, for instance, he hears God from the bush. Now, when you listen to people talk about uh, ayahuasca, have you ever heard about how ayahuasca was found? Uh, no, but I, I, I've, I've heard like stories of, like DMT and ayahuasca. Like you'll see like little gnomes, and it's not oh, like yeah. it's not a thing like oh you'll see gnomes like how they like doing movies when you like do any drug. Oh, you see something? Oh, it's freaking! No, these gnomes are like guiding you through like an experience. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. telling you they're telling you about yourself. And it's telling you about how to improve yourself and things like that. And then, like, just other random things about the world. Yeah. So, the way ayahuasca was found, when you're asked, like, if you go to a shaman and you ask, you know, how was ayahuasca created, they would say the plants talk to them. Which, you know, burning bush, talking, hearing the voice of God through a bush versus plants talking, creating a very powerful psychedelic. I mean, the correlation's there. And it's you would be completely blind to say that those don't 
those don't correlate because I 100% think they do. And, you know, I think there's a deeper, a deeper meaning to religious stuff that we're not looking at because a lot of people are so closed off with religion. They want to take it verbatim. They don't want to question it. They don't want to question what they've been taught. They're afraid that if they do, it's going to make them a bad person. And yeah, I think it's, I don't think that's, I feel like you only get, you can only get better in your own spiritual aspect and come closer to yourself when you start questioning things and like digging and not just kind of cowering in the corner because you're afraid you're going to ruffle feathers. Yeah, that's because my freshman, my freshman year at, at SMC and like, like I'm not saying everyone was like obviously Christian except me, and maybe like a few other you know, oh I I, I believe that you no know, maybe semi agnostic people. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying people who just 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 want to be different. Oh, I did meet. Oh, I did this one girl. Uh, she was a Wiccan. So basically, you know, it's like two verified. You know, got two people who aren't you know Christian and people like oh you know I'm I believe in God my life, stuff like that and like everyone had like the same mindset and like this happened to me a lot when I was um, practicing Islam. So I remember I when I first converted, like people were talking about. I was, I was sitting at this lunch table and one of my friends, um, Connor Mason, at the time. He he was one of those kids, you know, that goes to all the, uh, you know, what I'm saying Bible camps and Bible studies like and youth, like uh, youth programs, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and 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 he was talking to me about it. And I was just crazy. He's like, that's religion of terrors. You do you support terrors? Terrors? I was I, and I like I was like, no. First of all, it's like such a tiny percentage of like two billion people. And I was trying to tell him about this um one verse in the Quran that says, if a man kills a man. To Allah, as if he's killed all of humanity. He's talking about all, oh no, the, the towers and all this. And he literally, I was trying to talk to him, and he literally, because like the bell had rung, he literally just walked off and didn't say anything to me. And like he was mad for no reason, because he was mad at all. Because like you said, like the the, bias, the pre-built-in biases you have for the things you taught. Like he never met a Muslim before. You have a chance to talk to one, and first you sort of try to berate him. And then when he starts to answer your questions, you just shut it off and you just walk away like... Yeah, because it puts you in an uncomfortable situation. Like, that's one thing I, I just don't understand. It's when people get married to their ideas, they're so afraid to, like, experience, you know, other people's opinion. And that's one thing, like, in my everyday life, I, I try to, I try to um, implement. It's whenever I talk to anybody, I act as if they have something to teach me. And if they teach me something, then great. If they don't, they don't. I mean... It, I mean, still, one, it's active listening, but two, it, it kind of makes me open my ears up because say if they say something, it gives me a perspective into what they believe and why they believe it. Like you, That's why uh, I like my podcast to be so long. It's because you can like really buckle down and come to the root of things. Like You can't just have these conversations for like 20 minutes and then expect to get you know, your answers, like you actually have to dig into it. And then even after that, you're still going to have to spend days looking into it. You're going to have to spend, you know, hours reading and like putting yourself in a position that others might, you know, see as kind of blasphemous almost. But I mean, you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet, my opinion. Yeah. It's like, 
just one thing I asked my girlfriend. I was like, how, how, how do you feel being, I was, I was joking. So I, I'm, I'm like really sarcastic with people. Yeah. I'm close. So I was like, how do you feel with being with the heathen? And she was like, I don't, I, I don't know, but I did think about that. And then I, she, we haven't really talked about much religion outside of that. But like then she's probably one of those people. Oh, I believe in Jesus, but I'm not religious. Right, and it's just like, but with her, like, any, like anytime I've talked about like touching these subjects, like she did with you, she 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 listened to me, you know, she didn't, yeah, you know, she, she didn't shut me off. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's the the most important part, and I feel like that can help a lot of problems. But you know, I'm gonna kind of backtrack here when we were talking about DMT, and you were talking about a lot of the experiences. It's weird how how common, you know, similar trips are. Like you have. You can have people, for instance, let's say um, acid. You know, I've never done acid personally, but like a lot of people, you can talk. They can they have different experiences, but DMT almost almost exclusively has people. They 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 have the same similar experience. They have this. They get the ringing in their head. Um, then they get what they call the blast off, which feels like they say is a lot of pressure. Usually at one point of the body, they say it's usually the head like the top of your head, they say just like a lot of pressure and then poof, you're like jolted out. And then you interact with these, whether they can be gnomes, I've heard people say elves. I've heard even people say um, just beings, like they can't describe what they are. They're just beings, they just know. And it's weird like because they all talk about how it feels like now it can go bad occasionally, but those are usually for times when like you need to see something, and the DMT will make you see something. But most most of the time, people when they talk about it, they all say it it almost takes you to a place that it feels like home. Like it doesn't feel like this dimension. Like everything from this dimension that we know is all like you can't recall. Like it's almost like you're in a different kind of like in the afterlife. Like so, say if you go to if, if there's like a heaven and all that, when you get there, you're not gonna think about. You're not gonna have. You're not really gonna have the memories of what happened here on Earth. You're having a whole nother set. And um, this one guy, I listened to his story about it, and it was it was remarkable. Like he talked about how he he did it. He smoked DMT and he met these people, and he said it felt like what they talk about the afterlife. He's like, I just felt love, caring, and bliss. And it's these people that that I feel like they just knew me. And it was like my family. And he said, you know, I was kind of talking to him. He's like, I wasn't me. I was, I was me, but I wasn't. And he said, we were talking to him and they were, they were showing, they're like, oh, we're so excited you're here, but, um, you have to go back. It's not your time. Um, you chose to do this. And that, and, and it entered a whole new perspective of me. Like, and he was talking about how he kept going back, like he kept smoking it so he could go back and try to get more answers. And, um, the whole thing is they just kept telling them, they're like, you, you, uh, you chose to do this. Like you, and what he was thinking it meant was maybe like we have, like when we go to the afterlife, we have these, like we have a family and all this stuff. And maybe every so often we get a wild hair in our ass and it's like, Hey, let's go to earth and go to this lower dimension and meander around. And I started thinking about that and I was like, Whoa. It sounds crazy, but I mean, it's a very common story. Like you can even look at people who are like preachers. Like I, I was, I heard a story of a preacher talking about the same thing. He said 
he had a heart attack or something and he went to heaven and he said he met these beings like these giant beings and they said uh you have to go back to work and they he said this portal opened behind him and it like sucked him back and then he was alive again yeah, it's common with you know like near death experience just like you know if you get past just the white light it's oh cuz i i remember i was, what was it? it was like ninth grade and it was summer school cuz i was a i was a horrible student Got something about the sidetrack about my whole academic career. Like, it's like, I I was always in like 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 in like the gifted programs and would start in like third grade and like they Duke University is letting me do like their talent identification program. Like take the SAT. I was like study to take the SAT and then take it. But I was always a horrible student. But anyway, so that's like I always ended up in summer school. My teachers were always wondering why are you here. But anyway, I said to get it off my chest. I'm like real self conscious about that. But anyway, um, like it was like, um, like I don't mean, I don't mean, oh, I think it was science. It was some science, I think, and maybe it was eighth grade. Yes, it was eighth grade. But anyway, whatever grade, like the like the teacher, I think it was like a youth. I think he said he was like a youth pastor, and he was talking about like his um father or father-in-law like it, it was an older male relative and like he had like a heart attack or something and he was dead like for how long he said it was like they pronounced they they, they given up on him. he was like not not like dead he got like just brain dead he got a little bit of heart like heart stopped nothing in the body is working dead for like 20 25 minutes and he said he went to heaven like everything is like this is what the guy says like he remembers everything, like the colors being like so vivid, like not like on earth, like so vivid, and like the grass is like you walked on it, but like it didn't get missed. like your foot kind of went through it. And you had you had these sandals, like kind of like the sandals you got on, and like towards with the straps, like there were these flowers opening, and 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 everything was so beautiful. And he said that he couldn't. Like feel the pain of Earth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was saying because like, cause, like he, he 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 said he went and he he said he saw God, and he went and he hugged him and he's asking about Earth. Like I was saying, it's like you can't feel that anymore. And then when it happened, it's just like you you eventually they're saying so now you got to go back, right? And then kind of ties in what I was talking about earlier, like the quantum micro, like what if. Then I'm not a scientist. I can't do this. Like, what if you know DMT and these drugs unlock? You know what I'm saying? Like that process that the, the quantum information takes you there for like a second or or so. Yeah. It's just because like like, like like we're saying like everything connects. But like we're too egotistical, and that's like because I was studying Ifa and Ifa um is uh West African spirituality around primarily like the Nigeria region. And like you have um like the uh, supreme deity so to speak called Olu Olumadre, but Olumadre does not inferi in infer in interfere with human interaction because he knows we're too arrogant, right? I was saying like he he, he, he like I, I I everything right now, I'm a Christian. You know what I'm saying? Jesus was the son of God, you know, I'm a Muslim. Y'all corrupted this and Muhammad was the last prophet. Like he like he like he already knows like even if I tell you the exact truth, 
and I have someone write it down, it's like, don't change it. Someone's going to go in there and be like, the arrogance we have. Yeah. No, that, I mean, yeah, human arrogance is the problem. And I've always thought about, that you're talking about DMT and like the near-death experience. And even though they, they kind of have the, um, like a scientific reasoning for it, they say the whole white light is the blood flush, flushing out of your body. And um, kind of like getting pulled from everything. And then DMT... Which, a little DMT will do you, for those of y'all who don't know. Um, again, I've never smoked it, but anyone you ask, a little bit will do you in. And apparently, if our pineal gland in our brain produces it, which, you know, if you look back in religion, man, dude, the pineal gland is everywhere. Like, you look at the pine cone. Yeah, it pine, there's, yeah. there's a big Vatican City, like, for no reason. Like, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, big, there's a big pine cone. Yeah, and I mean, the pineal gland is what... Uh, produces the DMT and honestly this is kind of a thought I had like while you were while you were like talking I was like I wonder you know we you're kind of going I was like man this wonder if this makes sense so I was thinking what if the pineal gland it has a finite number of DMT in it and that's what we so that's what we experience as our afterlife and it's our consciousness kind of leaving almost per se and then once it's done completely leaving our body, our consciousness is out there and it's time to go into something else. Um, another another life form of some sort. Uh, because, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, man. I've heard people talk about trips and they say that they were, they were animals. Like one guy mentioned he was a lion. Um, one person said that they've raised an entire family and then they came back. Like someone that you know, actually. I don't want to throw his name out there. I don't know how comfortable he is about talking about it, but... I mean, yeah, I don't, it's so weird, the whole afterlife concept, every religion has a concept of the afterlife of some sort, even Buddhism, which Buddhism is considered an atheistic type religion because there's no actual God per se. Um, They believe that, you know, they believe certain things like, matter of fact, the guy I trained with, Brandon, he was saying, I think it's Hindu, Hindu or Buddhism or something like that. They don't believe in uh, like killing bugs. Because they say that if a bug comes across you, not to kill it because it can be a someone in your, you know, someone who's been in your life before, like a loved one who's trying to yeah, get back in touch with you. Yeah, because like, like, most people would think, oh, you get reincarnated into like another human because human arrogance. But like, yeah. you, like you can be, theoretically in Hindu, you can be reincarnated as a cockroach. I'm saying, even a little like, a bacteria you, you can yeah. just be a microscopist that's still a life form but yes yeah, it, it is true you know what i'm saying because it is all ba- if you get to like they say if you're like that low of i'm saying level of life form because you were a shitty ass person before like the yeah. wheel the wheel of dharma and then you know i'm saying you the, the whole the whole goal of each life is to you know what i'm saying get out of the wheel and then your spirit goes into wherever. Yeah, and I mean, they all, and it's like we said earlier, they all come back to the same thing. It's just being a decent human, not being a piece of shit. Like, don't go rape people. Don't go murder people for no reason. Don't, um, you know, don't infringe on other people because, like, on their, and especially, like, on their rights, which we can probably, I mean, there's a whole slew of problems with that. And then, I mean, it, it just all... Like, every religion talks about be a good human in general. 
And it all, there's always a payoff in the end because, like, you know, you said with, uh, what is it? Is it Buddhism or Hindu? It's like yeah, it, 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 both of them, like, have, like, the reincarnation. It's like uh, Buddhism comes from India. Yeah. And if I remember, it's like Buddha, like, going away from, like, um, the religious teachings saying, well, you don't necessarily, like, need that. And, like, sort of kind of how Jesus was. Well, well, never mind. It's too, it's too much of a reach. But um, saying you, you don't need the guys, and you don't really need like these people. You know, it's like again, you have people with arrogance. You know, what I mean, and ego. Oh, now I'm saying, pay me this, and then I'll do this. Like you don't need like all that stuff they're saying. Just follow like the whole purpose of it, of like trying to get out of the world. Like, don't, it's something like that. Again, yeah. don't quote me. I'm a big picture guy. Details aren't my thing. No, I mean, anyone, I feel, I, I feel like anyone who thinks about it, like, if you're going to, if you're going to, like, look into what we're talking about, I highly recommend it because it, I feel like it makes you a better person because it, and it make it kind of makes your mind more open per se, because it's, you cannot, you cannot have, you cannot have that confirmation bias of this is right, but let me look at the other things. Cause you're just going to nitpick and be like, oh, that's, that's not true because what I've already been told and I feel like you have to you have to get rid of your ideas and as a human go look back into things from like a, just a new perspective every now and then. I mean, and it comes with everything, you know, whether it be religious stuff, personal stuff, martial arts. Like, there's always there's an evolution of things that have to go on. Like, you always have to constantly better yourself and evolve and try to move to that next level. So. Man, we've talked like forty something minutes about religion already. Yeah, man, cause it, it's just it's such an interesting concept, you know. It's especially yeah. you know, like, cause like, and you know I'm saying the Western world, you can't talk about it because people get offended too easily about it. Yeah, and then like being from America, like w- w- we're taught like this isolation and individualism, like America first. I, 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 anything in America is the best. I was saying like, people that dead ass go to another first world country like England. And look down on them because they're English. Like, like that's how like difference between you know how what should be patriotism, like being proud to be from America, you know, through all its flaws, then nationalism. Like America's right, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? And this is it is like that. Obviously, it's creeped into religion. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying the majority is Christian. Christianity is right, no matter what. Jesus existed, no matter what. No matter what evidence you throw towards, you know what I'm saying? Religious people, because like. It's only like I, I I always see like people post online like they'll start to question the religion they'll start but then they'll always sort of reel it back because uh, like I'm not gonna name him, but anyways friend I know he's like well okay religion teaches you this but Jesus teaches like he he's one of those he he takes that form of Christianity well, if you can see the problems with that religion why not just you know what I'm saying? Just push yourself off the cliff and just, just take the fall. Yeah. And there's this one guy, like, I know, he, he used to be, like, more deep into, like, the whole concept of, like, oh, God, the concept of God you had now is wrong and this. And now when he, um, like, tweets, I, like, I, I, can t- I can tell it's from more of a Islamic perspective. Like, he goes back to, oh, I, oh, I don't eat pork. Like, he, uh, I don't eat pork. Nothing makes my body better. And, you know, God is always right. God's plan is always right. He says sort of 
more of an inspirational way, not an authoritarian way, but more of an inspirational way, like just believe in God. And, and and it's just funny to me, like people always just always see the cliff, but then they always just run back home. And it's like, just take the jump because as far as we know, nothing is going to happen to us. I'm saying I haven't had any things that you know what I'm saying like I didn't convert to Islam and then a slew of bad things happened in my life. It wasn't like Jesus punished me. I didn't leave Islam and then you know God was like, oh, I understand. I got to make your life horrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh man, you 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 unconverted. Your life's about to be shit now. Yeah, like yeah. I'm saying like like all like all of the punishments you say like. Every, like everything that's bad that's happened to me is probably my fault, and then the shittiness of other people. Yeah. Like, I'm saying things. You know what I'm saying my my parents not support me in certain aspects of my life. That's put difficulty in my life. It wasn't like God. This is like the same things were happening when I was religious. You know what I'm saying? And now that I'm not the same, my life is going on the same path. So it's. Just, just, just take that jump. Like, like you're not gonna miss out anything. Cause like the, I was like, like you said the reward. Like people only care about getting into heaven. Cause like people are scared. Like, oh shit, I'm really gonna burn in hell for the for eternity. There's gonna be no end. Like that. Like like that's people's main thing. It's not. Even, then again, it's not even like really going to heaven and being around God and the angels and all the other people who ever lived that were uh, good enough to get into heaven. It's like, oh shit, I don't want to burn. Yeah. I was saying, I, cause like, cause like, you gotta think like, people, you, you've actually, you know what I'm saying, like, probably trying to get something out of the oven, didn't have mitts or something, try to go like that, and your finger barely touches it, and you feel your skin kind of callous. And even that little bit of heat for like one second, do your finger touch one second? Now, people imagine like, you know what I'm saying, the being thrown into the sun for eternity, and then your body is not gonna. I'm saying completely melt away. You're gonna be the agony for life. Like that's what people are afraid of. People are afraid of punishment. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's one reason I don't. It's talking about another thing, but I don't like people always talking about beating their kids because like you're not teaching your kid to do good. You're teaching your kid to be afraid of you and the physical pain. Because like you you know you see like people like who have had kids. I can't wait to beat my kids. I can't wait to do this horrible thing that my parents used to do to me. Like, it's the attachment to, to that. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing religious. It's the attachment. To like, I don't want to go to hell. Well, with the whole... So, yeah. Basically, like, two things there. Um, one thing I feel is, like, the, probably the worst part is a lot of Christians, I think, they, they put on this facade of being... Like they're like, oh, I'm so godly, I'm this, I'm that. I go to church on Sunday, it makes up for it because I go ask for forgiveness one day a week and then I can be a piece of shit the other six days a week. I think that's just as reprehensible because, or irreprehensible because it's it's like you're not learning. You're thinking that, oh, you know, all I have to do is ask for the forgiveness and it's there. It's like, no, like you shouldn't have to, you know, if you if you know you need to ask for forgiveness for something, change what you need to ask for. Like, don't be like, man, I was a real dick to these people this week. Let me ask for forgiveness, and then it'll be okay. It's like, why don't I just stop being a dick to people? I feel like that's and that's a, you see a lot of that with especially like Southern Baptist people. It's because things happen, and then they get like real judgy, 
Um, like you tell them you don't go to church and they're like, oh, like you don't go to church. And it's like, well, last time I checked religious is not religion's not an attendance based thing. Like I'm pretty sure God's not up there taking attendance, but like, well, <laughs> Tyler skipped another day. Like, like he's not Mark. I don't, I'm pretty sure he's not marking that down. I'm pretty sure he's got a lot more other important things. Um, but yeah, with like the whole, uh, you're talking about like beating kids and all that. The discipline with kids, it's, it's it's a slippery slope for me. Like I do believe in um, you know disciplining a kid when it's necessary. Like I you know I I was spanked as a kid, and I don't know. To me, it's I learned it a different way. Like it's kind of like the whole touching something that's hot. It's like mm, don't do that again, or you know going outside with no sunscreen it's like ah oh, shit i'm not doing that again because I, I learned my lesson it's like for me it wasn't that i was afraid of getting caught it's like and then granted like i said i also have more of an open mind i think i realized right from wrong early on it's like if i got punished for something it's like i kind of deserved it because what i did was messed up like i never got punished for anything that i didn't know was wrong like if i if i did something and i didn't know it was wrong that's a different story but if I got caught doing something I knew was wrong, then the punishment, I feel, justified, if that makes sense. Yeah, because, like, I'm, like I, I'm against corporal punishment for, like, a lot of different reasons. But uh, I'm not saying just let go, just, like, oh, what is it? What is it? Like, people, like, free range. You know, like, people, I free range raise my kids. And it's like this one lady, like, she lets her kids cut her hair. They don't go to school. Oh, it, hell no. It's like, I think it's like this lady out in England or something. That's so detrimental. Uh, it's like, and like, her kids don't know how to read and write. And like, she's like, I'll go, I'll go to tattoo shops and my kid gets it. Like, 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 I'm not one of those people. Yeah. I, I believe in instruction distance. Like, for example, like, I've been around people who have a two-year-old doing what a two-year-old does. Yeah. Think about the intelligence level of a two-year-old. Oh, no, and, I and agree. And what they know. And then... They, they they do what you do go play around. If you don't want the two to play around, like of course you get frustrated. But like, okay, the second time he just going around running around playing around, you gotta understand the two just have enough of, of intelligence yet to know. Yeah. Okay, I need to sit down. And you go and hit him for no reason. What does that solve? So for you taking your frustration out, exactly. Like, it's, it's not about the discipline. It's about you being frustrated. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm more or less. I'm talking about like when they get older and they have more of a they have more of a knowledge base of what's right, what's wrong. I think that's where more like with a two year old, it's different because like like you said, they're two years old, they don't know, and they haven't hit the important structure of their life yet. The biggest step for kids is they have to socialize with other kids. So they have to leave when they hit about four to five years old. It's a huge step. They have to leave the home per se because they go to pre pre K or kindergarten or whatever. They leave there. Now they have to socialize and find themselves in a group. They have to. Um, it, it's bad as it sounds. It's actually. I mean, psychologically, it's true. Uh, they have to conform and learn to, you know, work their way into a groups, and that's what happens when you see in schools. And then, the older they get, the more they're able to fine tune themselves. Like they have to get that group identity first. They get the group identity. That's an important structure. Then they can start working on themselves of who they are. And that's when they can start becoming more independent. And that's actually when you start seeing the, you know, so for instance, think back to when you were in fourth grade, you were friends with everybody, like everyone's friends. Now think to now, like 
at least I know for me, my friend group went from being large to now it's very limited who I let. It's one of those things that you have to, and, and a lot of that's because I finally know who I am. I know what I, what I'm about. I know what I like, what I dislike, what I stand for, uh, what I'm comfortable with. And those who don't, I don't want to say those who don't feel the same, but it's like those who aren't willing to, uh, like if they don't accept that about me, then I'm not going to accept them into like the group, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a, a, still a lot of people you know don't you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like people. Uh, I don't want to get in like like adults who like I'm saying just like follow crowds because like that's bad. I like 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 one of them. I'll tell you like the local rappers we have here. Like I'm saying, there are guys that I knew in high school. They were trying to like promote their music. Yeah. And people would just look at him like, man, man, this nigga ain't gonna do nothing. But like, the more popular person, whether the music was better or not, they're like, oh, this person got a song out. This person has, and then it's like the same thing. It's like the same thing today. Like, there's like a local rapper I know named Luck. I think Luck is lyrically, like, when he's like 100% doing, like, he's lyrically better than any local, except another guy, but he, he like, I'm talking about only Spartan. Like he's from Spartanburg. He spends a lot of time on Rock Hill too. So I really included him. Like then again him, then again him. Like, but he's kind of he sort of had a popularity thing. But like let's, but Luck is like a part of like Pressure Ent. Like if you go to like the music videos and look at Luck's views, and then look at the other group's views, the more you know catchy you got. Like there's more because people know them because like. It's like luck had like luck just will blow like literally he can like you know what I'm saying like he like like that's guy I consider like one of my favorite rappers not like some people oh one of my favorite local rappers I consider this guy like one of my favorite rappers I listen to his mixtape like his first mixtape over and over and over and over again but then I'm like I'm saying like why does it, why doesn't he have more exposure because like he hangs around the same circle of people he you know gets his video shots by the same guy like they're on the, they're on the same channel the same people who are retreating like people would just go like oh what's what what can i perceive is going to be more popular a guy like okay his song was a little hype but dang i don't want to sit here and think about the metaphor he just said i want to sit here okay this dude saying she bad and i smashed it and then he doesn't follow up with a you know what i'm saying a metaphor it's just another simple ass line that's not even that good. Yeah. But this is what I know people are gonna go after. I, I, it's I, a shame because like you look at people, which now he's starting to garner garner a lot more success. But like for the longest time, like I listened to Montana three hundred. A lot of people know like I love his music. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh. He's got his stuff lyrically is just fucking insane. Like it doesn't make. Stuff that I wouldn't think of. So, for instance, I was telling someone, when I listened to the the uh, song Busta Rhymes that he came out with, it took me a week to catch that Forrest Whitaker line. Like, I still haven't listened to, like, cause, but, I, like, nothing, like, yeah. when me and Usher went in the car and we were smoking, like, he had to came out with, like, because he was, like, he had, uh, like, I, I forgot, he had got charged with something and got caught up legally, and he had to, he got released, and he was like, 
And this is a line that Usher didn't get, but I got, I was like, I didn't have a penny, but I made my friend proud of me. I was like, oh shit, bro, did you hear what he said? The proud feeling. And I was just like, hold up, I didn't even, like, uh, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's like, and the thing is, like, I, I'm not even like, hey, like, there's like little Yachty songs I like, but like, why is little Yachty one of the best, you know what I'm saying, new rappers? I'm even talking about like young, but like people who just not get yeah. into the mainstream. I was saying, and then you got someone lyrically who's saying shit like, "We write out, we write in front Southpaw." I was like, "Yeah," I was saying, it, like, it, "What?" It, it's just, and the thing, it was funny is like that's like that type of rapping, like and like during Lil Wayne's prime is what yeah. like everyone would do that. But now, speaking of that, do you see where uh, he won the lawsuit against Birdman? Oh uh, yeah, and Carter and, Five, and, and, and it's funny because like I, I was thinking like like these lines he said like. Like in older songs, like uh, the first song with Carter Two is called "The Mob," and it says, "Young money, cash money, motherfuck the other side." And then it's like in the song "I'm Me," and he'll be cashing money to the death of him. I'm like, "Dang, man!" But but you gotta look at like a certain point of like loyal, like thing you talking about, like people yeah. not respecting him. Like a certain point of loyalty and him being loyal to like the man who is like you know what I'm saying a surrogate father figure for him. And you know what I'm saying, who, who who helped them, you know what I'm saying, who was like, okay, I think this little kid can have some talent, and took him like he had to take like him. You know I'm saying he can just say like the hot boys or just like the three older guys, because who's gonna really believe like the you know I'm saying like you know I'm saying like people don't really believe in like young drug dealers. Like that's actually true, cause like that's I, I remember Fifty Cent tried to get like Lil Wayne, because like, I always didn't like think they had a beef. He was just talking about like. Like he was famous when he was fourteen. When he have time to do all these criminal activities, talking about, but like, but like, he but he was at like he's, he's look at it, it's like behind the music. He was at um, like uh like little rap battles things at nine years old, rapping older dudes. So if he's out late at night at these little rap battles, like what makes you think that this nigga ain't sneaking the house? You know what I'm saying? The like like I I know a lot of people like that. You know what I'm saying? Like. And this yeah. actually, there's a movie coming out about like the, about this white kid. Is it Eminem? I'm just kidding. Nah, uh, it, it's like it's, it's it's something about like 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 white boy Rick, and like like white boy Rick like was this thirteen year old white guy, and like basically I've seen in the previews, um, he got into the drug game, and then like like towards like the end um, of the preview, like it says. Who's gonna believe a forty-year-old working for the FBI? So, I'm saying, why couldn't that be Lil Wayne? But anyway, back to like Montana, like he's following that same format. Yeah. No, I'm saying I'm not just people like, oh well, we don't want to listen to him because we just listen to old Lil Wayne. But like, he like he's coming out with remixes, and he's like, he's saying like lyrically off the wall stuff. And this reminds me of something. I had I remember this guy, I was hanging out with. It was a friend of my friends. I was playing this old Kanye West song from uh, his first album, and you, you know that back then he had more of a melodic, soulful um, type type of beats, you know, more soul beats. And it was like, I, and I was listening to the beat, and he started dancing. He's like, "Nah, man, I listen. I ain't really feel that." And he was, he told me, "I don't listen to words for the music." I listen for the beat. So why are you even listening to? Why not? Why, just, yeah. Why wouldn't you just listen to instrumental then? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like the, you know what I'm saying if the beat is the main thing you, you're talking, you, you don't care what they say. Yeah. I'm saying why not just listen 
Cause like I'm saying, and it's funny that Big Sean was one of his favorite rappers, and Big Sean, I was saying, has lyrical Lyric, talent. Yeah, Big it, Sean lyrically is pretty. And pretty also, good. I'm saying that the that's like crazy to me. I was saying, did you ever catch Mon? Like, so everyone talks about like, you know, J Cole. J Cole's amazing, and then his uh, what was it, 1986 little diss he had on um, was it Little Pump or yeah. whatever. So. I don't know. That garnered a lot of attention. And one thing I was a little salty about, which I understand why it did, because he went into an entire song about it, and it's great. But um, it, it's not the first time someone – like Montana, when he did the uh, Bodak Yellow remix, there was a little – there was um, some lines in there, and he talked about uh, – he's saying how – he talking about modern rappers, he'd be, he said something like, uh, for the right price, you will fold. Um, you're dying your hair, looking like trolls, and right now you're getting exposed and like stuff like that. Like just like calling them out, saying how like you're not a gangster. Basically, you're just being you're just, you're just a, the labels telling you what to do, and they're telling you what's popular, and you're just doing it. And then like a lot of people, they they didn't catch that. I don't think and. So it's a little disappointing because that that is exactly what's happened with modern day rap now. It's like you got these people who are just mumble rappers, like people like uh, Future, um, ugh, yeah, just tons of them that are just awful, just terrible. But the music sounds good as far as like the beat, and I don't understand why that's become such a popular trend, like. Music is supposed to be an artistic expression. Like you look at like some of the the best like hip hop artists. You look at like um, you know Biggie, and you look at like Tupac and Nas and all them. Like their stuff, their stuff sounded good. Like as far as like the beat goes, like you can you can definitely vibe to it. But like listening to it is you hear things, and they talked about what was going on like in their times and like real life problems. It's not just stuff like you know just to sound cool on a on an album and i i just i don't know where along the line music has gotten away from that it's just like things that are being it's just yeah. i was like you're saying marketing it's like it's like they're yeah. like they're like they're like some rappers from the 90s like i listen to them like why do people think this is like lyrically that good just because it's from this time time era like this is like pretty average and it's sort of suck but like those guys weren't marketed as hard you know what i'm saying like like you saying now because like it's thing like you like you know the uh, the little asian girl little tay right oh my god uh, the, the little uh, nine-year-old uh, girl yeah it, Fuck her. yeah, yeah there was a um video that surfaced um dj actually like, her brother was teaching her like what to say and she she had, she, she had the little iphone she's reading and then like she goes some I had and then she goes to like a you know what I'm saying a very you know what I'm saying soft and nine year old little girl goes what what am I doing wrong and he's telling her you got to be more ignorant and like 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 that's what like a lot of labels I'm saying I'm saying saying what pushed them it's like it's like like even Jay Z said it and it's so moment of clarity if skills sold truth be told lyrically I be Talib Kweli. You know what I'm saying, truth is, I won't run like common sense, but yeah. at nine mil, I ain't rhyming like common sense. You know what I'm saying, like like Jay Z was saying, yeah, I want to speak on more social issues. I want to be a l- little bit more lyrical 
Because, like, Jay-Z's lyrical, but I want to be putting, you know what I'm saying, a little bit more effort into my stuff. But if I do that, you know what I'm saying, people ain't going to buy my album. This was from the Black Album. This came out, the Black Album came out in 2004. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you got to think, like, it's funny, like, you, like, 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 people, like, forget that, like, we had people like Lord John, like, tell me, are people like, oh, man, people like, man, that, that's some music was good, but you got Lord John. It's amazing! Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was not, 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 that, like, I'm saying, like, how, like, how is it any different from, like, Lil Pump saying, Coochie Gang, like, it, it's, like, but it's, like, the dynamics change, right? Like, now, like, People don't want to really hear, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like it, it could be like people who was listening to Lil John, but at the same time was listening to Ti album, right? You know what oh, I'm saying? imagine I love Ti. And it, you, you, you know, but now people who listen to Lil Pump and Lil Yachty, like they'll clown you, you know what I'm saying, for listening like, to. Oh, um, he's whack. He's whack. What do you mean he's whack? Yeah, like it, this it, man is spitting bars. Yeah, that, that, I'll tell you one that I really loved for a while and. um Recently, he's not. He hadn't been what he used to be, but it was Ace Hood, like Ace Hood when he came out with like the Starvation albums, and he had like the song "Fuck the World" and uh, what was his other ones? He had some called like Pain and stuff like that. I, like those, you talking about like real life shit, and he has another one called like a um, what is it? A Hustler's Prayer, like stuff like that. Like you listen to that, and you're like, damn, like you can get into it, but it's about it's about stuff that he actually went through. And he grew up in like Broward County and all that, and like I, and even then, like a lot of people I can remember telling them like, "Hey, have you ever heard of Ace Hood?" And they'd be like, "No." Like a lot of people who just follow mainstream rap, like who just listen to like ninety ninety eight point one or whatever, they couldn't tell you these good lyrical artists. And then now, it's, I mean, now you have more people who do listen to lyrical stuff. Thank God. But like for a little bit of time there, it was almost kind of like taboo you know what i mean like if you didn't like um if you didn't like people like Lil john and um trying to think of another one who was just awful it'll come to me in a minute but dude you want to know one person i'm like really impressed with is akon like what he's done with his money oh i thought you just said music like brian had an akon song in years no 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 no, no. <laughs> yeah that song what, what was yeah, that song uh, was that man still making music? No, I don't know. No, he's doing like a lot of like yeah, altruistic yeah, type shit. I yeah, do know yeah, that. Yeah, I saw he, uh, cause like cause people saying like, okay, Akon did this in like a year or so with like the given electricity. I'm saying, why do we keep giving money like the Red Cross? Like people don't need to realize like if you give like a like five dollars and yeah. like a lot of those things, those go to operation costs. Like five cent gets. Donated towards, you know what I'm saying, actual relief. But there goes to, oh, I gotta pay the uh, CEO. Oh, shit. I gotta pay the CEO. I, I, I gotta pay the uh, other employees. I, yeah. Oh, I gotta pay the operation costs. And I gotta, you know what I'm saying, I gotta pay for the food or them people being there. Like, uh, like a lot of that money doesn't go. You know what I'm saying, like, it's really just like a scam. Like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of say. scams out there. Because, like, it's like when the Clintons did, they always say, oh, we have a relief fund for Haiti. That didn't. None of that money went to Haiti. That went to the Clintons and their, you know, what I'm saying their political um, agenda. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's like, yeah, it, it's good. You know what I'm saying you could say they raised awareness about okay, the obviously it was all over. The, we have such a devastating event like that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying a whole country being devastated by an earthquake. 
but like like the majority of that money just went to them yeah and like twenty dollars it's being a little facetious but twenty dollars went to i'm saying helping the relief in haiti and and that happens a lot because really it's we talk about ego you know what i'm saying what's attached ego is greed you know what i'm saying people you know what i'm saying don't really want to help you know what i'm saying other yeah. people george bush doesn't care about black people <laughs> No, I'm kidding there. That's just a little Kanye quote. But, um, yeah, man, dude, Kanye is catching a lot of shit recently. Still, he still had, like, the number one album sold, though, recently. Oh, because, because it's, it's, it's something, uh, like, I it's like, I, I, like, I've seen people, you know, it's, it's, like, you know, it's a new little term now. If you don't like, like a celebrity or, or whether they're, like, Oh, you no! Know I'm saying a social media celebrity, like a real celebrity, you counsel them, right? Yeah. Like you didn't cancel. Them. I was saying, Kanye. Like I've seen people say this, and like, like I've even seen this guy saying he 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 said this. This is how Kanye is wrong, and I understand the context of history and how his words and 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 and, and the people he's associated with is going to affect is going to affect like the people who support him the most in a negative way. Okay. We're not gonna listen to Kanye anymore. I see that there was a Facebook post. Facebook post he made. I see the same man on Twitter when Kanye was out talking about Kanye, talking about oh Kanye has influenced rap so much. He's influenced music in general so much. I mean he has. That it, 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 it's true. Things but that he t- talking about. I'm like I'm saying I, I I've seen this one girl like write like a whole dissertation about Kanye, but she listened to the album. She said at first the album was trash. Only two songs affected me. I'm saying the other is like, Kanye's album pulled so much emotion out of me. So you've been listening to him, giving this man streams, but he's supposedly canceled. I'm saying like, I'm saying I I I used to love Kanye, but like the things he's aligning himself with, I actually because like he even said that I have not researched. You know what I'm saying conservative enough and Donald Trump's agenda enough to say that I fully support him and I'm but you're gonna. Like you don't see how detrimental that is, right? Like and like Kanye to me, like I I I haven't listened to the album like at all. I haven't listened to the album. I I, I used to joke around and call Kanye Jesus Christ, say he's my Jesus. Like that's much of a fan I was of Kanye, but the morals I like I actually stand on. I'm going to stand on them, like because it shows how like fickle. I'm saying I'm saying people are like people. Cause like there's another thing about social media activism. Like people will say things like, "Oh, this person is canceled," or "That's this," but they, but people don't really care. They, they, they want to do that to get that retweet. They want to do it to get that like on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Like that's like. Did you ever watch the show Black Mirror? No, I, I I've heard about that. How like they show like uh, how um, one piece of technology, like one world event, will like change it just, like 20 years from now or so. So no, it's kind of like. It takes small things. So, for instance, one episode I was going to talk about is it's this woman who, like, it takes real-life problems, like, things that are real um, and kind of puts them into, like, a Twilight Zone type thing. And, anyway, it's, like, in a near future. Like, it's not, like, super futuristic, but at the same time it kind of is. Um, one of them's about, like, conforming and, like, selling out, and it's, like, the second episode. Um, it's got the dude from Get Out. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jordan. You, you mean like Jordan Peele or like the actual no, actor? No, no, no. The actual actor. 
His um, name is like David something. If, yeah. If, if I'm correct. Yeah, I was about to say the guy from. I, I was gonna say something. The guy whose name starts with the B that played in Star Wars, and I knew I was gonna be wrong. But no, it's the guy from Get Out, the, the actual actor. He plays in it, and that's the episode talking about like selling out and stuff like that. And um, but no, there's one episode where it's a woman gets so obsessed with social media, like they have this social media thing, and it goes off. Um, you know, they rank you, so they'll give you like five star reviews and stuff like that. And um, basically, your status, like your social status is based on what your social media standing is. And that's kind of like a reflection of what happens in today's life is, you know, people who have these, you know, they get rich and famous and all this stuff all because of the social media. And it's like they have such this huge standing and social media is so important nowadays. And it's it's almost kind of an issue, in my opinion. It's, like, it, it's I, don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say what I was going to say because it might come off as weird because I, I don't really know how to word it. But, yeah, it's just... The social media has become a problem nowadays as far as, you know, everyone basing everything off of, you know, what your standing is on social media or, you know, how many followers you have and this, that, the third. Like, for instance, uh, everyone wants their 15 minutes of fame and it's so easy to do that on social media. Like, the whole Me Too movement, like, I've got my, I've got my issues with that. Like, not the, the issues with the movement itself, per se, but the, the extent is what it's gone to. It's become like a witch hunt now. Like, people, uh, like, did you hear about the guy who got, he ended up winning his case. Some woman, he was consoling her. She was crying. I forget his name, but she was crying and he was consoling her. And, like, he, anyway, his hand actually like kind of went down her back, just like kind of down the middle yeah. of her back. And he was like, oh, look, I'm sorry. I, you know, I wasn't doing it. He's like, my hand just kind of like slipped there. And, you know, she's like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then he was a, uh, he had a like a pretty high standing and and this was like 10 year 10 15 years ago and then all of a sudden this me too movement came out and she she accused him of sexual assault and he got fired he got um all this other stuff so he sued and actually i'm pretty sure he won the lawsuit and um same thing happened with the professional wrestler enzo amore do you uh do you hear about that yeah you don't even watch wrestling do you no and, so this woman who had a history of false accusations accused him of sexual assault and all that stuff said uh said he like raped her this that the third and um came out that that all of it was false like that they were in the same place and if anything happened it was consensual i I can't remember if anything did or didn't but anything basically he he was not guilty and they figured it out and when it started getting into the court case she dropped it before he would like counter sue before she cost money and uh anyway he recently came out with a rap his first rap song too so for those of y'all who, who uh, watch wrestling go watch his his rap because it's got to be low-key it's kind of good like the beat goes hard but the whole thing like talking about how she ruined his life talking about how tmz owes him restitution and like no shit the exact chorus is um what is it it's like it's uh oh yeah it, it's i rise from the ashes like a phoenix middle finger to the sky gripping my consensual penis i'm like what the f-? i'm just like what the fuck is this shit but okay yeah you know but that's it, it, like another issue it, it doesn't really get talked talked about like uh like what happens when these accusations are false like yeah, nothing because like you look at the statistics like nine times out of ten it, it's going to be true you know what i'm saying yeah 
if you look at like the actual documents and the bit like because like like that it, it, it should be a law you know what I'm saying like because I because obviously you don't want to like try to seem like you're deflecting from actual serious cases and, and there are a lot and these things don't get talked about you know what I'm saying you, you, you know what I'm saying like, like you know I'm saying like dudes still don't understand if you're just saying hey yo blue dress and you keep saying it and this person doesn't respond to you how this person could feel I'm saying yeah. harassed if you go up and walk behind them like oh man I just grabbed the butt just playing like and then like people really don't understand consent like, you know what I'm saying like I'm saying like people really think oh if this like because I, I I I actually saw this tweet saying this is this is a thread a uh, series of tweets saying if you if 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 you um woman and get raped part of it is your fault like example you just said example if you um know that drinking too much is gonna make you pass out and you pass out on the couch it's your fault that someone came there and touched you and it's like 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 how it's like people have that mindset and then people like they will point to like oh see she she was lying but yet when it was the truth you, like you want to try to pinpoint every exact little thing like what was she wearing like what well, i'm saying you want to become a private investigator but you know, but but back, back what I was about to say, it's like this one case. Uh, I think it's the first name Deshaun, but Alabama player's hand, Deshaun hand, like he got accused of like not sexual assault, but I think like b- battery. But it came out she was like, uh, I I just wanted to get back at him and try to get some money from him because I knew he was gonna be a high draft pick. I thought I could do that, like. There should be some yeah you should some, yeah. it should be some, some laws and laws in place because like first of all it's falsifying a a, a a police document police report but like what is the actual penalty is like I, like these things affect people I'm saying because I'm all for like calling out like toxic behavior but like 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 when these I don't, I don't know how to word it rare or like when these cases when it's yeah not, when basically when when you falsely accuse somebody especially when it's gonna it's gonna be detrimental to their life so for instance that ruined his image if he's gonna be a high draft pick now he's not gonna be drafted as high it ruins his life the, yeah you I feel 100% that that should be a uh, I, I feel it should be a crime because it's a falsified accusation for one uh, for instance there was this guy in college um, not college I go to but there was a college student who um he had sex with this girl, and apparently she was drinking. Uh, she wasn't, like, drunk drunk, but she was drinking enough to where she was quasi. Anyway, she even says, hey, do you have the con? Like, do you have condoms? And, like, it's clear that there was consent. 100% clear that there was consent, but she woke up, and um, it's like she woke up and regretted it or something like that. Or she, her friends convinced her that, since she was drunk, it was considered rape, even though she consented and whatnot. And anyway, he, uh, they tried to get him sued for it, but he, you know, obviously wins that case as well. There was, I think there was also one where some guy woke up after being drunk and like sued her for sexual assault. And that's the yeah. thing is like, it goes both ways. It, 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 now they're. Have you seen recently? They're actually trying to figure out can two people simultaneously sexually sexually assault each other. I mean, that's how far it's gone. I, I mean, because like, it like, it's this thing is like, because like you do lose like, 
a bit of consent, like you are intoxicated, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? If I have, I'm saying, if I have one beer with someone and they're not even like to the th- their threshold of being buzzed, I'm saying, you look at their blood alcohol content, yeah. it's not even like that high or something. Like, it's like, that, but, but that, let me that, ask you that, this. That's what comes like a, a slippery, a slippery soap. Cause like a, a lot of guys will try to get someone yeah. drunk and take advantage of them. I'm saying, like, like, yeah, like, I'm saying, like, 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 and it's so common that you like, oh man, you want to match. I'm saying you smoke and with someone, and then you try to do something to them sexually. Like, would she have done that if she was sober? Uh, she would that. Would she be that attracted to? Like, it's like I'm of the mind that like you have to be somewhat sober to consent you know what i'm saying but it's like well what you know what i'm saying what's the threshold well there's for a, that? so i've not nah, i mean it's no secret i mean i've been pretty i've i've drank enough to where there's never been a point where it's like i don't necessarily know what's happening and i'm just like molded clay like you can convince me i mean well slightly but like it there's never been a point where it's like if i for instance, if I didn't want to do something and I was drunk, I'm not going to like pretend I want to do it. So for instance, it kind of, it's the question is like the comparison I would make is when someone jumps into a car when they're drunk and goes and crashes and kills a bunch of people, you don't sit there and say, oh, they were drunk. They would never do that if they were sober because it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're drunk. Like, we hold them accountable. Like, there has to be a point where we hold someone accountable for what they do when they're intoxicated. You can't just sit there and automatically say, hey, she was, um, like, if, if they get if they get slightly intoxicated or they're intoxicated. Now, there is a point where you visibly know that they can no longer consent. And if you do take advantage of that, that's that's different. But, like, if you, if you go have, like, two or three drinks and you catch, like, a really strong buzz, you're still capable of making decisions to an extent. And you still have to be held accountable for the decisions you make. So that's why that's why I say it's kind of become a witch hunt. It's you know you can't just automatically say there's alcohol, therefore they're not themselves because it's it's not necessarily the case. But at the same time, there are people who do take advantage of the situations where they'll get people like super drunk or they'll super high or they'll drug them and take advantage of them. Like I think that's what like, Bill Cosby did. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's funny, like people yeah. will all defend. They come with these conspiracy theories, and it like it was like made me mad. Like obviously, I'm black, being a part of the black community, and seeing like I obviously have more. Yeah. I have I have more black friends and black people on social media, and seeing like these people like make these excuses for them. And it, it's like, oh, well, the first thing is, oh, well, he was trying to buy NBC, and, and like like there was a shred of truth that like in the '90s. Uh, he made an offer, but NBC basically laughed at him. Like, and look at present day, oh, he was, oh, he was still trying to buy it. Like, his total net worth, and what people don't understand what net worth actually means, that means if he sold everything he has possession of and took everything out the bank, it's like, it was like 200, 300 million. Uh, NBC was worth about four or five billion. Yeah. And they'll say, well, you can have investors. Like, people make all these excuses. And, like, even like, in his deposition, he said, I gave, um, is it like the specific woman? I gave this woman the pill, and I started to put my hands down. And she didn't say no. And then he later said, I didn't like taking them when he went to the doctor for his back pain and things like that because they made me sleepy. That's obviously altering the consciousness. Like, he yeah. obviously knows what these drugs do. Well, and what was even, honestly to me, what was even worse about it is the fact that he was, um, 
at one point he even admitted that he kind of played like he pretended to play like the mentor role and like get these people where they would trust him like some of these women and then take advantage of them and that's even worse because it's that's, like they yeah they trust you they're looking up to you they're and it kind of there's a there's a book i think it's called the underground man by um who is it is it i think it's Dostoevsky. um talks about this man in the i think it was the in Soviet Russia, he um, basically he it talks about how this woman came to him and she had nothing and she was looking for him for guidance and he wasn't even in the best place either. You know, don't quote me on this. I, I was reading about it and it just if I'm I'm pretty sure this how it goes. And um, anyway, he starts acting as like this leader towards her and she she gives pretty much everything to this man, kind of like a cult leader. And at the very end he just tears her down like just tears everything about like oh you actually uh you know you you're nothing you actually think that i would want someone like you like you you trusted me you know you're a fool this that third and basically those were his intentions the entire time it's he was trying to build up his own ego and then tear her tear hers out from under and that's and to me that's just as evil as going and just shooting someone straight in the head like cold blood because like you were you were toying some with someone's psyche at that point and that's kind of what bill cosby did it's like that's it's yeah. a common sexual predator thing it's like the thing yeah. like was still like it's it, a it, sense it, of power yeah i'm about to mention our clear like he, he didn't get it convicted when he is because of the technicality they didn't have the search warrants but like that's how the, his sex tape with the uh with the young girl got out and like it's like you know what I'm saying it's still even tonight this day you have people like I you go in the comments and you have people defending those of what what the girls nowadays should know who he is like obviously there's an aspect of like celebrity and like yeah. and the thing of doubt or like because people always say well I don't know well I, well we weren't there and like like it is not because like people it's like. He grooms like usually like the recent story about how he had all those women in the house in Atlanta like, like he would take them there it's like these young girls like were like oh well they're grown so he's not a pedophile but he's still like he's taking girls between the ages like at the most like twenty two to eighteen who are still very impressionable and like just like keeping them forcing them cutting off contact with the family and it's like a woman who used to work for I Kelly before she quit. She say he used to do things like tell like tell them, like if there was company room, tell them stand there and face the wall. Oh, you have to wear just a, a particular type of jogging suit. Walk when you're around me. Like people don't understand like how you mold someone's mind. Like when, when it's not because like the, the um the human brain isn't fully developed until like 25 years yeah, old. Yeah, 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 around 25. And then like like you talking about socially, like a lot of people don't get that social development. But yeah, it's like when people like defend people like that and talk, talk it, it just like irks me because like he has a history, like you know what I'm saying like that's oh, it, 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 that really just makes that's what I'm stirring like because like it's people like defending R. Clay when there was um the thing with Spotify taking his music off, people like oh this then this is this this is you know what I'm saying you trying to tear down a successful black man? No, we're tearing down someone we've seen on tape have sex with a 14 year old child we're tearing down someone who's i'm saying either even though it's just hearsay you could put in a court people like yeah r kelly would drive around middle schools 
you know what I'm saying, and go out and like, you know what I'm saying, try to talk to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. middle school kids. I think it's this thing that he had like his studio or, or one of his houses, apartments, directly across from a middle school. I'm saying all this pedophile behavior, I'm saying stories of people who work for him come out and say the way he's treating these, um, even though they're grown women, where he's treating them, he's manipulating them. This is sexual abuse. And you, you, you want to defend him. Why? I mean, like, it's like the Catholic Church, dude. The Catholic Church has a history of, uh, you know, pedophilia in it. Um, the government, like, there's, you know, and then nowadays, like, you have these child sex rings where, like, they yeah, because uh, there was um, she she was uh, Allison Mack. She played Chloe in like the um the show Smallville about Clark Kent. Yeah, and she was like a a, a recruiter for like this sex ring. Like she like it's like it was like some program she get young women in and then like she select the ones that help groom them to be like to go to this guy and then like it was like either like it was like his own personal sex ring or he would then send them to like a larger sex ring and like yeah i i read about that and um the more i looked into it the more it's she was a part of a group that was tied to it but uh, the whole aspect of her being like the recruiter i've heard it's like greatly greatly over exaggerated um the more i looked into it that's what i was seeing but she is she was did have connection to a group like that though which is still not good but yeah we we all have that problem of like painting people as like the evilest figurehead possible but that's just i don't understand that stuff man like that stuff disgusts me like what how do you look at someone who's like like a child and how can how can someone like that be sexually attracted to some like how, i don't understand it like to me you look at like if i look at a child i see that as a child like i don't i don't sit there and be like oh that's that's a hot piece of ass like that's disgusting and i don't i just don't know what i don't know if it's something chemically wrong in these people's head or what but i mean that's it just is beyond my imagination i, I cannot i can't even fathom it man it just disgusts me on every aspect how people can do that that's that's just as despicable as anything yes and then like when people try to bend the rules oh well this this person was 16 17 years old uh, yeah the one i hate is when people say that they'll be like 16 16 or 17 is like the age of consent yeah yeah here in south carolina if you're not over eight years yeah. like there'll be if you're not over 24 years old you can legally have sex with someone who's 16 and 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 it's like yeah, like, it, it's a there's still there's still a thing like that because it can still be considered uh um that's a lot of people around here think that and i remember i was talking to someone about it and uh if you actually look at the law there's still there's a loophole to it as far as not like a loophole saying to make it legal but like a loophole if you do it you're still going to get arrested yeah and i forget what it is because i was talking to someone about it. i was like just because it's the age of consent doesn't mean i think it's i think it still is registered under like sexual battery of a minor even even if they consent, I'm almost I'm almost positive about that, and um, yeah, I mean it's just yeah, I it's disgusting. Yeah, because like like any time I like revisited Spartan High, like that time when I um yeah, uh, I helped sort of coach uh, like that wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was saying like, like, I was saying with, like the you know I was saying like Chili just came out. I was like, oh my gosh! I was looking at everyone. So I, I, I was, I seen the boys. I was like, yo! I was like, they we used like to kids. look like that, and yeah. then I, and I go and look like, dang, 
what I'm saying, why does everyone uh, like I feel out of I feel so out of place when like I seen the boys and the girls around me. So I'm like, dang man, I must look old as shit to these people. Yeah. And like I, that's how I look. I'm mean, like even 16 year olds, man. Like when I go back and wrestle with our guys in the high school, I still look at them. I'm like, other than Tommy because Tommy's a man child, but like. I'll look at these guys and I'm like, man, you guys are still kids. Like, you don't really... And I think a lot of it is is because, you know, real life experiences I've had, it's almost like you have no idea what's in front of you. Like, your biggest problem right now is like, oh, you have a paper to write? Like, you're so you're such an infant mentally. And then, like, even physically, like, kids nowadays are just not developed as early as they usually are. So, like, I look at a lot of my guys come in the wrestling room who are, like, less than 80 pounds. I'm like, like you are you are children, and it just baffles me how someone can look at someone like that and you know find that attractive. But yeah, it's weird, man. Uh, the other thing that gets me is the whole uh, like I hate I, I don't understand how people can kidnap other people. And I mean, granted, you got personal like I've had I've known people been kidnapped, so it's a little bit more touchy for me. But like that's just taking advantage of anyone in a helpless manner I feel it's just like despicable like there's no excuse for it especially like handicapped people and all that you beat like an elderly person like that's just despicable but that that's neither here nor there we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get off that subject because it's super dark um, yeah talk on talk, talk, you know what I'm saying because like those obvious things need to be talked about but like it's a little yeah it's not a fun thing to but talk um about. it's sort of connects into uh, like the rise of like certain, I was like, I, I was looking at like these things, like the rise, of, like the type of politicians Donald Trump has emboldened, and it's like uh, this one old man, like he's, um, like, uh, out there, complete white supremacist. You know, you know Are you talking I, about the guy in Illinois? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, no, and, 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 so yeah, about that because I know where you're going with this already. Um, and then there's, a, and then there's another guy, like he's. An emboldened racist, but at the same time, he has like, like the 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 forums are deleted now. But he has things about like raping. I'm saying this, he wrote instructions on how to rape a woman, like or, or like how to get enough confidence to rape a woman. You know what I'm saying like talking about kids and having a desire to have sex with his own daughter, who he doesn't have parental rights to anymore, and his wife committed suicide over this. And then you know what I'm saying like. What else? It, it, but like, if you read the article, like you you'll start to think, oh, you you is you know I'm saying uh, it's obviously a clickbait title. Man supports, you know, what I'm saying white, I'm saying white nationalism and and, and pedophilia. Then you look at it, you keep reading, it, and you keep thinking, this man can't say anything more despicable. But it, it keeps going and going and going, and he's running and he's saying he said, no, I don't think these type of positions. I was saying will be a detriment to me. I think people now want a politician who's honest, and this is the same thing with Donald Trump. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like, no matter where you think about this man, ideologically, like his honesty is just hate. T t talking about how it's like, cause like you can talk about almost anything in an intelligent manner if yeah. you're that intelligent. But he's just saying that I'm gonna do this in the most simplest way and like that it just emboldens people you know what i'm saying because like instead of like because like you know what i'm saying there are certain things called you know what i'm saying coded language you know what i'm saying like politicians have always used coded language you know what i'm saying but donald trump's not really he's he's using coded language but it's much more direct and now people are like 
fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Which I, saying, I mean, to an extent, no, I think no it's... No pun intended, but yeah. mask off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mask off. <laughs> no, so to an extent, like... And that's a thing. Like, I I didn't vote because I both both Hillary and Donald Trump, I felt, were just completely... I, di- I didn't think either of them would be a good president. So I was like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to put my hand in that one. But, um, so I'm, technically I shouldn't talk about it. But the thing is, is... I'm never going to wish for a president to fail ever, regardless of who it was or who it is, because now there are exceptions to that. You know, I still want them to better America as best as they can. My thing with Donald Trump is he he's like a narcissist without conviction to an extent. And I feel like there's a lot of things he does wrong, but at the same time, I'll back him on the things that I feel he's right on. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not really a, a supporter of him. I'm not a, hater of him i'm just kind of indifferent because like i said i didn't vote i don't really get to say in that but like i said i'll 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 back him where i feel he is right and i'll back him where i feel he's wrong but you were talking about that guy in illinois and i yeah i looked into that so for those y'all don't know there was an elected official in illinois who was a known he's under the republican banner well quote unquote under it um who is a known white supremacist and it's obvious he's he's even he's admitted it he's done all this stuff but he was they had him under the republican banner but what a lot of people don't realize is that the republican party has publicly denounced him countless times said we got no like we don't back him like they didn't even back him he's just by default like when you run you have either democratic you have republican like for these local offices when you get higher up you can have like the independence and all that um if i'm not mistaken but at those local levels it's very it's one or two sides and the republican party does not back them whatsoever they don't support it they've they've said it countless times like you can go back and look where they be like we do not support his his beliefs his viewpoints um but somehow this man still got elected to be an official even after all this was broken. And to me, I don't think that's a problem with the Republican Party per se, is the people in that town, whoever fucking voted for him. Like, if you, if people are still willing to vote for him, that's, I think you need to look at the, the people he's around because that's just terrible. And that, it's, yeah. I don't, this day and age, like, there's no need for that. Like, that's not something we still need to have is like this whole white supremacy thing or and I mean that's just we're trying to take so many steps forward why would you take like 14 steps back you know what I mean like that makes no sense to me how an entire community can look at someone like that and be like I feel he's a good official you know what I mean like that is just baffling it's just it's just latent feeling. Like I was talking about like coded language, like yeah, like it's like like for years, like I'm saying minorities are talking about okay, you okay, this official has said something, and like we can read between the lines, like we yeah. we know where he's going, but now Donald Trump like these, no, I, 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 I was saying like these people, like he's like emboldened, cause it was like I I, was, I forgot the report said, but it's like nine like out there, out there, and I was saying like white supremacists is like n- now people feel with, that it's okay I was, I was yeah. feel with Donald Trump it's like they always felt this but they, they know oh I can I can't outwardly say this on like like such rare occasions right 
I'm saying you, you you'd have those news stories of like a rare occasion of unless someone you're, unless you're playing online video games. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing was people talk about oh, 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 oh. Like to me, I'm saying I'm saying obviously being I'm saying a minority when people say I can't believe people support support Donald Trump and like people would do this but like. I've been in so many on like because now that's like the good thing and bad thing about on um, social media. I've been I've been able to see like so many like different people's viewpoints and like I've been able to like do little surveys on myself uh, not, not on myself but by myself. Let me click on this person's profile. Where is this person from? Oh, this person isn't from the South. That's always it's like how history is told. Cause, like history is basically a story. You gotta have a protagonist and an antagonist. Okay, the yeah. South. I'm saying it has to be the antagonist. Like it has to be oh, racism only existed here, discrimination only existed here. But if you actually study history, it's it it, it was there like ever. For example, like Oregon, uh, was um, the state of Oregon. Like, the Constitution said only white people can live here, work here, and have a business. And at a certain point, like those are stipulations. Like they had, they did like for the black people there and other minorities that were there. But basically, like that was supposed to be a white utopia. I'm saying from, you know, what I'm saying the scary people. You know, what I'm saying in the Midwest, uh, really all around the country, you had things called redlining. Like, okay, we're you're not gonna allow people of color to buy um certain property. We have to keep this certain area. Like and this happened, but anyway, like. Now people can like feel because like you have to have like he he he's basically like hmm and the same thing like 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 when people look at like let's say this is gonna be a kind of corny example like Superman per se I'm saying you may not have enough courage to do something but like some people I'm saying if they're really in the comments they'll be like well Superman did this and that can give you courage like I I, I was like I even used it I'm saying like 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 when I work out like. I think about Dragon Ball Z because I, I, I watch, you know what I'm saying, Dragon Ball Z, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, I, like, I'll think of Wolverine because, like, X-Men is, like, my favorite Marvel thing. That's my favorite Marvel character. So, like, let's see, now, I'm saying, cause he's, now I have this caricature, Donald Trump, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, th to me, this is, like, when he goes out and speaks in public, you can say, people always say Donald Trump is unintelligent. The man's not in his like he knows what he's saying. I'm saying he knows he has to say this in this caricature way, because that's obviously what's going to get people to listen. But that what makes people, because like, because like one thing is by Americans, oh we're so tough, we're so tough. So so let me go and put like all of that. I'm saying that that type of mentality into the message. I'm I'm I'm, I'm trying to send out. You know what I'm saying? Because like because yeah. America's all about being tough. And being rugged and being independent, that's his whole persona. Like you're saying, like uh, being a narcissist. That, that I was talking about earlier, like the isolation. They all America's the best. Americans are so fucking narcissistic. So him being a narcissist isn't because, like, even when he's like, on, like whatever type of, even it's like something about like it's not a social issue. It's always talking about like just straight numbers. His supporters don't care, like. You can come up with the actual, you know what I'm saying, black and white numbers. He was wrong about this. His supporters don't care because it's, you know what I'm saying, to him, that's Superman, that's Goku. You know what I'm saying? So you have this. Well, thing. that's 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 not just on uh, 
his supporters, I mean, that's for both sides. I mean, the left is the same way. For instance, for everyone who knows me, I'm a, I'm a huge supporter of, you know, guns. I've been around guns my entire life. There was someone I was talking to about them, and they were like, and I mentioned, and I mentioned the statistic of, you know, when, especially in the Australian uh, gun buyback and all that stuff, and in like Europe, you know, where gun laws are strict, I was like, violent crime goes through the roof. And they're like, really? Let me see these statistics. And I showed them. I was like, here, I'll, I'll link them to you. And I sent them in a personal message because I'm not one of those people. I don't want to put someone on blast like in front of everybody. That's it's not productive because it creates hostility. I was like, no, I'm going to show you like personally. So it can just be me and you talking, no interruptions and all that. No one calling people names. But And then I showed her, and then she kept sending me. And this is the problem. It's it's that whole thing going back to even with talking about religions. It's a confirmation bias. Like She brought up these articles, and um, a lot of which I was like, you need to be careful with the, word, the wording that you're looking at here. And I was breaking it down. I was like, because they're saying this, but they're also kind of sleight of hand saying this. Um, I said also these sources you're look like you're sending me links to um, places that are openly saying hey we're extreme left wing liberal so I'm like you, you know try to find a non biased source but yeah I mean it's just like stuff it's no matter what people are always going to they're not willing to listen in an argument it's or a discussion let me put it that way a discussion sounds better they're not willing to listen it's it happens on both sides sadly it's People people don't listen to learn. They just listen to try to prove their point and respond. And you can't do that, especially with, like I said, in a discussion. Like, you have to go in there with the mindset of my mind can change. And that's that's why, like, I do that when I talk to people. That way I don't get too heated because if I'm, like, super up in arms about something, it's not productive. If you stay calm and be like, look, here's here's what I say. Here's what I'm going to show you. And that's what I did. Like I sent her out and I was like, you know, you talk about, you know, the gun lives that gun guns kill about 30, I think it's like 30 something thousand a year. You take out, you take out uh, suicides and then it goes down to like 12 to 16 suicides and like, yeah, I think it's just like suicides. It lowers it to like 16 to 12,000 or something like that. Um, and then you also have to take an account for like the gang activity of illegally purchase or illegally uh gotten guns and stuff like and at the lower just the number decreases of like registered guns killing people not saying that they don't because they still do to an extent but then if you look at the cdc did a study of how many lives are saved by guns and it goes from anywhere from like depending on your depending on the definition you want to use it's anywhere from five hundred thousand, which is still significantly more up to about three million um and yeah i mean we're not going to get into guns because that's a that's a whole nother debate and we've been talking forever but i mean it's just that's the that's the problem with politics now it's whether you support if you support someone you're going to support a lot of people support them till they die and it's like i'm not going to question anything kind of like we were talking about with religion it's like this is right you're not going to convince me otherwise if you don't support it this is right, or I'm right, you're not going to change my mind. And that's why we have so much problem is because there's no middle ground. There's no communication. That, that's what makes businesses fail. Like if you have a business and you have a boss who's not willing to listen to people below him, you know, just hear ideas, that business is going to start to fail because it creates hostility. And I feel like there's got to be at some point where we all just say, look, we need, some, we need to find some sort of middle ground and figure out what's going on instead of just saying – 
fuck you because you're on the other side type thing. The whole identity politics, it's 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 terrible. But yeah, oh, my knees. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, cause I I'm I'm not political. I'm yeah, neither am I. I'm, I try to avoid I'm, that I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm apolitical, but I do have certain positions. But like you said, it's based on things that I've studied. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. like. I've listened to what the other side says. I've listened to the most unintelligent people on this topic. And I listen to the most intelligent people on top on the other side. I listen on the same on the same spectrum supporting or whatever. But oh uh, yeah, like the get like 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 there are a lot of liberals like because people get so caught up in trying to be that. That they, you know what I'm saying, that they stick their head in their ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there there are a lot of liberal. Politics, I'm so I'm like okay, yeah, you had a good heart on what you believe what was right. Like an example, like this woman, it was like I think it was a Tumblr post or something. It was like Father's Day should be banned because it discriminates against women and same-sex couples. Yeah, I was saying like hashtag Me Too or something. Okay, now like the actual people who who are like trying to advocate for um, the LGBT community and women's rights, people are always gonna post the things like that and like. Obviously, you talking about there's a division. I'm not listening to you. I'm listening to you. So like the people who I'm saying are 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 anti, you know, I'm saying women's rights or feminism, LGBT. They they're gonna point to like dumbass posts like that. Yes. I'm saying that, that, and and they're gonna paint that as the whole thing. And, and like like, like if people don't understand. You gotta no, no matter what you're supporting and like. Yeah. And like there are obviously certain things I don't support, but you gotta support these things in an intelligible way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like I'm saying if, if, if you want to support, I'm saying if you want to support, you know what I'm saying deforestation and fucking up the ecosystem, you, you, you well, goddammit, you better be able to make, you know what I'm saying all the scientific evidence puts like we need to slow down. You know what I'm saying on our impact on Earth, you better be able to talk about it. In the most intelligible way to win people over, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because like, that's another thing. Going back to um, the president, like the environmental person, he's oh my, and, and, that... minute, it, it, it's it's someone who has who, who is obviously not like pure fucking science yeah. and not in an intelligible way. And the and, one that doesn't believe in climate change. Yeah, and and, and, and it, it, it yeah. You know what I'm saying it, it's just ridiculous because like when you look at like. Uh, like from a financial standpoint, like, like there are certain things. I'm saying we're ruining the bias. There are certain things about Donald Trump's tax stuff that makes sense. You know what I'm saying to a certain extent. There are certain things you look at. Oh, obviously, he just wants to support. You know what I'm saying the rich because he is rich. And these things are going to benefit more higher income people than it is going to benefit the majority of people who are you know lower middle class, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, 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 even middle class now, the way the cost of living is, like, that's, like, rich to some people. Yeah. I'm saying lower middle class and lower income is not going to help. But then, like, you look at, like, all the other things, like, like, let's say this law that he, like, um, reinstated that uh, uh, Obama had um, made it illegal. You can't sleep I mean, you can't kill hibernating bears. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, first of all, what is the point? You know what I'm saying? Whether you're tro- you support trophy hunting or not, what's the point in going in a cave? Oh, shit, they're going to be asleep 
for months. I know I can go and kick this motherfucker. It's probably <laughs> it, it, it might it's probably like they do bears do wake up out of hibernation like very rarely to get food and go back. But like there's this deep sleep, you can literally probably go lay on a bear and it's not gonna do nothing. So what's the point in the actual hunt? You know what I'm saying? Then that just people gonna overuse that, I hadn't and, and it, it's gonna it, it, it's, it's gonna fuck up the ecosystem. Yeah. I have to get you to send me a link on that. I haven't seen that. Like I follow a lot of stuff about hunting, and that I have yet to see that. Yeah, one, like so. I, I, I'm pretty sure I retweeted it on Twitter, Twitter or, or Facebook. So. No, I'm saying I'm saying I can go back and like yeah. well, I'm gonna have to like look at it, like actually like dig and, and some, sometimes you know you you try to dig for something you can't find it again. Yeah, but like, I, I found saw, out a way you can do that. So if you have an idea. You can actually go on Facebook and look up certain, so you can be like, let me look at my post from March 9th, and then you can just scroll back from there. So, yeah, if you find it, let me know, because like I said, I hadn't seen anything on that, and I get stuff from, uh, like, I follow a lot of stuff for hunting because I hunt and all that, and I follow, like, I get stuff from, like, the DNR, but um, I'll have to check that out. Uh, before we go, though, I was going to ask you, man, how's your training been going? Like, Oh, yeah, for all you don't know, I'm a aspiring mixed martial artist. Although it may seem like I'm a political activist, you know what I'm saying, and an anarchist who doesn't want religion, you know what I'm saying, who, who, who doesn't, who's apolitical, doesn't believe in government. Um, no, um, well, actually, you see this brace. Um, I've had um, for a while, um, like this wrist has been bad because I'm pretty sure I've fractured something, but I don't have any health insurance. I've never been able to be rich enough to afford that shit. So I got um so it's been bothering me and then uh is I was topic I don't say if I ever get we ever get it again it's like uh mental health and I'm saying I haven't been for like the past few months like I haven't been in a, a good space and then things that jobs is like this is a lot been so, but um hopefully I'll be able to do an amateur kickboxing match for eight six four I've talked to George about it and I've talked I've contacted Will. But uh, I had to be able to be in the gym. You not been training or something? Um, uh, like this past week, I haven't like it's kind of been on and off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like just mentally, I haven't been up to par to like actually, you know what I'm saying? Leave the house and go be, be around people. But um, yeah, uh, it's been going good. I'm still chasing my blue belt in jiu-jitsu. God, God, yeah, I'm still on that journey, and it's irritating me. Yeah. Cause like I, last night I've been um, because the way I work I work most nights now like I just happened to have four days off in a row. Partially because I took I, I just like I just released all my shifts and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna relax and train all day. Because for a lot of y'all who don't know yet, my goal is to start competing more often. Um, I competed not too long ago in North Carolina, um, third in absolute, first in my division. Um, I only did two. I only did gi. I only did no gi, um, which was weird because me and the guy on my team, we almost met in the absolute finals. <laughs> like the guy who beat me, and it killed me because we had the exact same matchup. Guy tried to wrestle me. He obviously, it's like I was a wrestler. He during the tournament, he was just blasting through people because he was a good wrestler. And I was like, shit, I'm ready for him. And we had, I had an idea in mind. I was like, I can probably slow the pace down. I kind of did at first. Took a shot in on me. Guillotine started cranking on it. Blew my arms out. And then after that, he just ended up arm triangling me to beat me. Um, my teammate met him in the finals. Did the same thing to my teammate. My teammate sprawled on him. Bam. Guillotine started cranking. Uh, matter of fact, you could hear the guy gurgle. And he just kept fighting it. Um, but he ended up winning. But we almost met in the finals. Uh, I won my, I won my no gi division. 
um, we were accused of sandbagging for it slightly. They were like, "What? Uh, what rank are these guys?" And he, my coach was like, "Oh, there's you know." He told them, and you're like, "Oh man, we just didn't know." And because um, we have a pretty good gym, that's all we do is jujitsu. Like we're a strictly jujitsu gym. But yesterday night was my first gi practice in like two and a half months, and oh my god. I went in there and got destroyed by everyone on my team. Like, I just could not – because I wasn't – I hadn't been training the gi as much, and I just – like, people were grabbing a hold of me, like, getting all these, like, lapel grips and shit, and I was like, fuck me. And I just got so frustrated. Like, my cardio was there. It was a hard day. But, like, my cardio was there. It was just, dude, I got so frustrated. Did you end up – by the way, I'm switching tracks here again. Did you end up doing that kickboxing card they had at Red? Oh, uh, no. Um, so, like – I was supposed to compete in this IKF tournament, right? Yeah. And because um, it was one day, it was just randomly one day, um, like after the practice, Justin was talking about it. I said, Hannah's going to do it. You should register. It's some experience. So I, I went, and then, like, initially, the weight class I registered for, they said no one um, registered for it, so it never opened up. And so we got another um, weight class. You only got to lose, like, like five, five, six, seven pounds. Yeah, and I was already cutting for like that weight class a little bit because I was like three or four pounds over. But anyway, um, it was like we we can put you on standby because that was already full. It's like, and he was saying, uh, I know how these things go, and I was saying a lot of times fighters may not show up or they may miss weight. I was saying just just be ready. But then um, Hannah didn't. Her, no one else registered for her, so her thing didn't open up. And uh, then it was all this confusion. It was like, it came, it was like, I asked Justin, like, yo, um, like, I was saying, are, are we still gonna go? He's like, I gotta ask Hannah, because, you know, y'all probably already know Justin and Hannah Scoggins are obviously married, last name. But anyway, I said, you gotta get the wife's approval, and I never really heard anything, and then I was already on standby anyway, so, yeah, that never came to fruition. I was, like, really, um, like, just really disappointed. I was really looking forward to that. Cause especially like, when, yeah, especially when you, like, train for that stuff, man. Like, did I ever tell you the story about my Muay Thai fight? I was training, that, like, it, 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 yeah, you, and it got canceled, it, like, literally, I think it was, like, the night before they canceled it, and I'm, like, I'd been training, I'd been cutting weight, and it's like, it takes a lot out of you, man. Like, you, you feel like, you feel kind of betrayed, almost, because it's like, man, I just put all this time into that for, for nothing, really? And, dude, I feel bad. Like, that sucks. I was just, I hope you get into another IKF one, because that stuff is, that stuff is beneficial. Are you still trying to get, like, your MMA fight? Or how uh, yeah, you? Uh, hopefully later this year, um... It, it, it just all depends, you know, like, obviously, you know, as an amateur, you're not getting paid for this shit, so you no. got to have, you got to work a job. That's been one difficulty of mine. It's like finding, you know I'm saying, a decent paying job that, you know, has, you know, regular, like, eight-hour shifts that's in the daytime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, almost every job I go to, they're saying 12 hours, and then it's, like, from the most random time, coming at 429, it's, just, it's like you can't the jobs the job market sucks but um things just things like that and then just be able to come consistently you know just not being yeah. able to uh 
dip that dip back down to a bad place in your mental health space. But uh, yeah, um, that's my problem with my job right now. It's putting me in a toxic mental state. Like I got that's why I took four days off in a row. I was like, I need to I need to like realign myself and get all this shit straight. But yeah, hopefully later this year, um, I can. Cause I'm not trying to you know talk junk, but there's um another guy who's been training. I've been training longer than, and I heard that he may get a fight in September, and I'll be pretty goddamn salty <laughs> if he gets a fight and I don't. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if it's like just a kickboxing fight or full MMA fight. Because you've been training what now? It's coming up on two years. Uh, yeah, um, two years. yeah uh, this this upcoming January will be two years. It's about a year, maybe maybe a year and a half Yeah. so far. Because we started Revolution together. Like, yeah. Our, we, our first day was together, actually. Like, we both went. Um, Usher was never there. Now I'm over here at top, and I love him to death. But man, dude, uh, Will Lowick was talking about maybe doing like a grappling, like a grappling card or something. I think, and then yeah, just, they, 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 uh, they had one of the Aces four fights. Yeah, I, I think it was fight two because I, I, now I've been to two. It had to be fight two, because um, I remember uh, Jason Collins was uh, refereeing it. Um, yeah, they, they had a just a straight, you know, jiu-jitsu gi match. Yeah. No, I think they should do, like, an entire jiu-jitsu card. That would, I think that would be cool. Like, you can do gi and no gi, kind of like what Polaris used to do. I think that would be great because um, – and the way you could do it is just, like, put the cage in there and just take the fucking cage off, the, like, take the the, ga- uh, the actual cage part and just leave, like, the, the Yeah, the mat. base, yeah. And then so you have, like, the elevated surface for people to watch. I think that would be cool. Um, Will, if you're listening, you know – uh, or George, man, it's a, it's just an idea. Like I know, I know, like they're not too happy with my brother, but you know, me and him are different people. Don't take it out on me. That's just yeah, an idea. Not not to me and people selfish, but I remember one time your brother blocked me on Facebook. You know what I'm saying you talk, you, you you talking about people not being open. Like again, this is when it's the time when I was um, practicing Islam, and he was talking about all these statistics about terrorism. I was like. I understand you, but like you gotta understand, you're talking about a very, very, very small minority of people out of two billion people. Which is still a small world. percentage of that. It's still a lot of people. I was, I was saying out of world. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to downplay it because like no, no, no. I know what you're saying. I was saying the percentage does equal like close, like like close to half a million. It's somewhere between like yeah. But also when you're taking account two billion people, that's a lot of like even a small percentage of that is still considered a lot of people. Like you, you got to look at you got to look at the people who are you got to look at the other two billion, not the small small percentage. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's just my take though. But yeah, George, I hope y'all. Do I want to get George on here? Actually, that'd be a cool episode. Uh, I've already had Darren on here. I want to get Jimmy, Brian. Brian, dude, like he was gonna be one of like my first few guests, and like it just never, never yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, you and Brian, me and Brian could talk about some shit. Because yeah, I was just like, I remember, I was like, the times like we've actually talked in a group of people, and he's like starts talking about different things. Yeah, it's crazy because like I'm saying, no disrespect, like you, uh, you kind of went to expect, you know what I'm saying, someone who's just and you know what I'm saying. Just an MMA coach to know this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, it's like people wouldn't expect no two, like, you know, two athletes to have such an in-depth conversation about psychedelics you know and religion, about, yeah. psychedelics, religion, politics. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Social issues, like, like how you know what I'm saying? There's been detriments to you know, like 
race relations, you know what I'm saying? You gotta have me holding men accountable for you know what I'm saying for sexual assault. You you yeah. probably you probably wanna spit you probably think this podcast about oh hey, oh what's going on in the locus and what you think about this upcoming yeah. UFC card. Dude, but, that's what I tell people all the time. Like I had um they think that my stuff's either gonna be like I told someone to listen to my podcast one day. It was during like when we were talking about guns, and they were like, "Oh, I don't, I don't support your viewpoint." I was like, "I'm not even talking about that shit on my podcast." So people who know they they know I do jujitsu, and they're like, "Well, um, what what do you talk about?" And I was like, "I talk about whatever the fuck comes up. Like it does not matter to me. Like I honestly thought we really realistically, I thought we would probably briefly get into like the card coming up Saturday. You're going Saturday, right?" Yeah, like hell, I shit, like who's fighting Saturday? Like, it's uh, Yoel it, Romero. Oh shit, I do know what's like CM Punk. Yeah, so uh, do you think CM Punk should? Oh my god, that's such I, a I, I I I saw this post. I never uh watched it. The video um it was CM it was it was from Uriah favorites page. So you yeah. gotta be careful because like that the 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 people who run his page and like the web the website. The MMA imports they clickbait a lot, but it was saying uh, he's video was saying he's drastically improving. But it's actually even another another video it was like his teammate saying uh, y'all gonna be surprised by um, the improvements he made. And it's funny both him and his opponent have lost to Mickey Gall. But uh, see that was my thing like that which no one knew Mickey Gall was gonna be as good as he was. No one knew that. But at the same time, whoever made that fight was a fucking dick. Because you know good and well, CM Punk, he's an amateur. You cannot throw him against someone who doesn't have that same... Like, you would have had to get someone next to no skill level to have for that fight. Mickey Gall was a top contender, like, you know, in the pro divisions. And then he gets signed to the UFC. He was already being looked at. Like, this guy is a high-level grappler, a very good striker. And he's going to end up being a title contender one day. He's a young kid. You... CM Punk's first fight should not have been again been against Mickey Gall. I think this opponent he's fighting tonight or Saturday is going to be a um, a perfect fit for him. Which honestly, I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna bring a chair in next or on, sun, on Saturday. I'm gonna get Usher in here too if he if he's gonna do it. I was gonna say we should all four just do it. I'll put this mic between us and we'll kind of we'll talk and we'll have me you me you Quasi and Usher all in. We'll do it before the. We'll do it probably that morning, and I'll upload it during the day, and then we'll go watch the fights. Yeah, uh, but I think I think Yoel's gonna win. I hope he does because that's a very scary man. He's like sixty-seven, and he's ripped, and he he, he talks like this. He talks like Doc Rivers. I, I hope that uh, Kobe Covington lose because he's, he's just a a, he, he's annoying. He's, he's trying to like be like because I I think Conor McGregor. I disagree with like a lot of things Conor McGregor said, but um. Conor McGregor is actually authentic. Like you yeah. can t- you can tell that whether you believe Conor McGregor is a, a, an asshole or he's one of the greatest people up, you can tell that's who he is. Well, what you can tell the facade that yeah. Mickey Gall. I'm not Mickey Gall. Uh, Kobe Covington's trying to put on. Kobe Covington. So I was, I I loved the shit that he was talking. I was so behind it. And then who was it? Was it? It wasn't Damian Mike. No, it was Fabricio Verdun threw like a boomerang at him. Yeah. And he pressed charges. And I was like, you know what, Colby Covington, you're a bitch. Like, you're a bitch for doing that. And I have not been in, I've not been a Covington fan since then. Um, I've actually recently started becoming a Khabib fan. Uh, slowly and slowly and it's slowly. Khabib time, man. I, I, I really want to see Khabib. And McGregor. Like, yeah, McGregor or 
uh, uh, Tony Ferguson. I, I want to see it too, but it's been what five or six times now, and each time something's yeah, happened. Because like, I, it's like, just not gonna happen. I, like, I, like, I really, I, I think people because like you can like, oh, he hasn't really fought that many the good people. But like, it's it, it, sometimes like you just gotta look at. Not saying the skill, it's like you can go to a basketball court, but like oh, th- th- that person is only crossing up. I'm saying, I'm saying these wannabes, but you just just look at the raw skill. And I'm saying you put him on, you put him on the court. He, you know, what I'm saying he, he he's going to get buckets to some extent. You know, what I'm saying it, it's going to be it's going to be some extent that 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 he's going to play play well. You know, what yeah. I'm saying it's, it's sort of like Zion Wilmerson. It's it's better as analogy. Like people are like, oh, he only played at day school, man. Yeah, yeah. But look at the raw talent. Like this man can dunk from the free throw line. When this man's hand is like at least a foot and a half, two feet above the rim, and he's slamming it down like it, he's a monster. Yeah, you just gotta look at you just gotta look at the raw talent. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying I'm saying maybe private schools don't give, you know what I'm saying, the same competition level. He went to, you know, Dorman or Spartan right. High where he's he going to get city kids. He competed against LaMelo Ball and them, didn't he? Or in the same league or something? Oh, uh, it, 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 it was something like that. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like, it's always like this thing that private schools, the private school kids aren't really, you know, that athletic, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And that like the old public school kids, since they're – Aren't someone who's given this scholarship? You know what I'm saying that they got to struggle more. People always think that you know, oh, the person who has to struggle more is going to be a better athlete somehow. It's like it, it's just sort of just the narrative. Oh, you come from the rash richest story, but yeah, but uh, yeah, just look at the raw talent of Zion Wilson. You know what I'm saying, look at the obvious raw talent of Khabib. You know what I'm saying, dude. Saying, that man, when he gets on top of you, it's like a whole nother person. Like he goes from being Khabib to like a mountain. Like he gets on top and he throws those legs in and you're fucked. Yeah, cause like I remember watching him and I remember watching him like ragdoll people around the ring and it's just like, Jesus. I mean, cause like at, who, who 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 was it? It was Edson Barboza. Yeah. Like um, I remember this interview. Um, Ken Lee was talking about weight cutting. He's like, well, I step back on the scale. I, I they weigh when they rehydrate. I step on the scale. I'm saying I'm 190. Edson Barboza is 190. So. Khabib, they say his walk rate is between 185 and 190. There's two guys who are the same size. One guy who's obviously more muscular. You would think he has more of the explosive strength and then just regular strength. Yeah. And then you got the guy, Khabib, he, like, he, like, he just man, like, he, yeah, he just manhandled. Did. There was nothing he could do against the, phys- you know what I'm saying, appearance-wise, the more physically fit person. Yeah, no, he gets on top, and then he, he, ran, he by far, in my opinion, is the greatest ground-and-pound fighter that there's ever been. But, like, when he gets on top, it's he hits you with some heavy shots that, that feel like they're, on, like, on a stand-up. But then, like, when he grabs a hold of you, it's, there's no hope. Like, I, I've watched him grapple with DC, like there's videos of that, and it's he gives DC trouble. Like he's able to hand fight. He gets a hold of your leg, and it's it's as soon as he gets a hold of you, you know it's coming. But there's nothing you can do to stop it. And I feel like that's a hopeless feeling. But we'll talk more about that shit Saturday probably because I gotta go. I gotta go get my shit ready for uh, jujitsu here soon. Um, but yeah, man, it's been real. We'll get you on here again, obviously, probably Saturday. Finally, yeah, finally, this man's come on. After yeah, all man, the invitations. And the moral of the story is, do your research. Don't believe stuff just other people believe it. Because that, that, like, I, I have arguments with people who we have like sort of the same goal in our ideology, 
but they believe in some dumbass shit and I gotta check them and they get mad at me <laughs> I gotta check them and they tell me to do my research I was saying like oh and if anyone on the internet tells you do your research when you bringing up counterpoints against them that person is a dumbass because that's the only thing they can say it what was it uh it's, it's the illusion no suspension of doubt yeah so don't so just don't believe stupid people do your research be open-minded yeah, and stop being a dick yeah try not to get into that confirmation bias but yeah it's been real um yeah man i'll hit you up saturday for sure i mean because we're gonna go watch the fights anyway i'll let you know what we're doing i got a massage that morning because i got some trauma in this shoulder of mine you have a massage yeah i gotta get the oh i've got problems with my shoulder do you have a massage yeah Man, I got a massage. I hate getting them. They cost so much money, but still. God, I need I need them. Like, I need them for my therapy, so. But, oh, yeah, man. a prostitutional reference, man. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. But, yeah. Man, this is this has been fun. Like, after you've denied, like, all my invitations, we finally got them on. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys Saturday. Peace.